You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. Is there anything you don't want me to say? <laughs> I mean, like what? I don't know. Cause I, okay. I'll just go ahead and apologize up front. Cause I talk real fast. I talk real loud and I interrupt all the time. I don't care. So, okay. All right. I don't care. That's like what I do on the show. Right. That's like my job is like interrupting people and okay. trying to keep the conversation <laughs> yeah. going. Yeah. I hate dead air. I don't want to hear any, 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 uh, uh, any nothing going oh, there on. There won't be I any blah, dead blah, air. Blah, 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 all the fucking time. I say fuck shit, cocksucker and that kind of thing. So yeah. 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 No, no, no. You don't need to worry about okay. that. Cause I mean, I, t- I accept no responsibility for your behavior while on the show. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gordo, you out there? I'm here. Oh my God. Just- Ethan Klein, you out there? Hey! Hey! Right on. And then we got Max Sutton here somewhere. Oh yeah! I see him. Yeah, he's he's hiding behind the wall. Well, he's not really hiding as much as he's just in a dead spot right where you on, can't man. see him. Hey, uh, so welcome to episode ninety-four of the motherfucking podcast. This is, of course, the official podcast of the international power rock combo, motherfucking ruckus, from Denver and Chicago, respectively. I'm Aaron Howell. Yeah, Gordo's here. And uh, I want to, real quick, before we get started, want to give a big shout-out to our uh, patrons who keep this thing running. Man, we got a couple new ones this month. Patreon is growing, and it's growing our ability to do stuff and record new songs and make music videos and do this podcast, and, and everything's really growing, man, and we owe it all to you, the patrons. Yeah, man. Uh, speaking of patronage... I um Gordo, you remember when I was telling you about the that punk rock MBA channel? So I started backing that guy on Patreon and he does a thing where if at a certain tier he will review your stuff for you. Mm. And so, dude, I was like, I gotta sign up for that, man. This guy, I mean, he knows what he's talking about, and he's pretty blunt and forthcoming about his his criticisms and feedback. So he gives you the brutally frank version, and then you have to tart it out for the rest of the band. Well, I mean, he was actually like he was pretty fair in what he did, but I, I, you know, was just like, hey, we've got these goals for the immediate future. We've got these goals for the long term future. We've got these goals for growing the Patreon. I would love it if you would just give me feedback on our overall brand, and. The, the the big takeaway was he was like, the music part of it is is fine. He's like, I think you need to de- – he did say, I think you need to decide, though, whether you're a band or a podcast. <laughs> He's like, because I'm like looking at all your content and it's like you look at your Instagram and it's like nothing to do with you guys playing music. It's all – it's all it's all the podcast. So I'm not going to opt out of doing the podcast. I think I'm just going to start trying to produce five to one. Oh, you want you want my two cents on that? Yes. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I don't see why you no. can't have an MF podcast and an MF ruckus band. I well, mean, I think it's they're not they're not mutually exclusive. The point it's not that a he zero was trying, sum game. The point that he was trying to make is that he went at it all 
like he was watching it for the first time. Sure, sure. Like it was somebody who was visiting your site and he goes, he goes, music's great, but I go over to like the photos and videos page and it's mostly podcast stuff and he's like, whatever it is that you are primarily doing, you you might want to double down on that. Mm-hmm. And he's absolutely right. Like, you know, because we're only able to play a few times a year. Yeah. The, the content that we're putting out because we do the podcast every week. Plus you have, yeah, any of the social media outlets, you, you, it's so fast to upload things right, right then, right. right there. So, right. Yeah. So I think, I think probably the big takeaway is that I did, that I took from it is the need to make more music related content, which, which is easy. I just have to, I just have to start planning it and scheduling it. And then also he was talking about the importance of, like on, at least on a platform like Instagram, posting every single day. I I posted a picture of a roll of tape on my Instagram page, and people went wild because on the there's there's a thing that says Matt's tape do not fuck with, and everyone thought that was hilarious. And I tell people they're like, well, it's so hard to put shit up on Instagram. I'm like, that's crap. It doesn't matter what it is. It's a fucking roll of tape sometimes, and that's good enough. Right, right. So, he, uh, and don't touch my fucking tape because, right. you know, it, it's, it's, it's hard-won tape sometimes. It's so. very on brand I for you. I need to know where it is. Hey, on that note, let's introduce our guest for today. Our guest is the uh, founder of Texas Toast Guitars. That's right. Uh, he is a, a custom guitar maker. He's also a lifetime rock and roller and member of... Of the band Hawk Attack, That's are right. you playing with anybody else anymore? No, right no. I, I, man, I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually winding down as a musician. I got, I got. <laughs> You're nothing. on the back nine. Yeah, I really am because I'm. You know, I'm. I'm I, you get to that point where you're like, I think I'm a little too old for this shit. You know, I'm still dressing up like I'm a 20 year old. I'm 50, and I'm still right. doing the same shit. And nobody wants to see that. So I'm looking for other creative outlets, and that's where I really kind of am, am well, pushing the, the guitar. Hey, is there any way to get more uh, ear of me in the, the microphone in the headphones, if you guys could? If you can't, that's fine. I don't give the, a fuck. Like, I was, have you ever seen a picture of a really old person yeah. when they were a really young person? Uh-huh. Like old people dressed the way that old people dress. Yeah. Back when they weren't old people. You know what I mean? I think that we're just dressing the way that we did when we're younger. And yeah. when we're older, the younger generation will be like, God, he dresses like such an old guy. You know, the black T-shirt and the long hair. And Well, you know, we don't wear those. We wear those dopey flight suits. In <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. So- hey, by the way, your name is Matt Flaherty. That's welcome right. To, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me on, Aaron. Thanks Glad for having me here, guys. Hey, it's, uh, it's really a pleasure to be th- here. Thanks for being patient with us. Like I said, we're, oh, trying, no to, we're trying to get some new tech dialed in. I've got Ethan Klein here helping us dial in all the live stream stuff. We did end up... Um, Jumping over to the Mevo again because because uh, we couldn't quite get it dialed in, but Ethan is in here trying to help us up our live streaming game even more. I love. It. Uh, we've been playing around with the, the ATEM a little bit more. Uh, this j- just stay tuned. This is going to be a like we're obviously going to do the normal ration of dick and fart jokes and nice. and, and see. I agree with the other guy in there uh, who said fuck that guy. I mean. <laughs> You know, thank you, thank you, Matt. Well, no, yeah. I just took thank it as you. feedback. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to call you just that other guy, but I no, forgot your yeah. name because my name's Gordo, and 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 uh, I thank you for agreeing with me because no one ever does. Oh, okay. No, I I agree with you most of the time. That's <laughs> this show should be called Aaron and Gordo sit around and agree with each other. 
Actually, no, that, I, that is true. So I just took everything that he said as feedback. Well, I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah. take it back. I didn't take it as like the word of God or anything. But everything that he said, I found to be relevant as the feedback of a first time in that moment viewer. And, and you don't always get that luxury. Yeah, you, know? you, you really can't. That's stuff that you can't buy. You you have to come at it naturally, it seems like, because after a while, you get people that go, oh, MF Ruckus, they're so awesome. I'm just going to be the yes man for Aaron and MF Ruckus. Or, right. oh, man, Matt, your guitars are cool. I'm just going to say you're neat. And, and, and we get a lot of benefit from the negative feedback. And, <laughs> You know, so we have that YouTube channel, and right. with no YouTube channel, there's no shop. And, and every so often, um, one of the goals that we had was to become uh, a serious information player and and uh, some people that they're at least trustworthy. And we still get the, you know, hey, I've got a question for you guys. How come you suck so much dick? The, right, right, the, right. You know, this stupid, you know, 12-year-old Cheeto dick. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Well, but, see, that's the thing. You're only going to get trolls, yeah. and you're only going to get negative feedback I, if, I'm convinced if you've that gotten you to a certain level. on the internet unless you're feeding a troll. Right, exactly. <laughs> See, we don't get that. And we've talked about this on the show before where like most of the feedback we get is positive mm-hmm. and that is worrisome because, okay. because it's not like if some, if some music critic is trying to get clicks by taking you down – Sure. That is an indication of where you are in the hierarchy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or if uh, if people are throwing shade on you to get likes and, and comments on their individual posts, like if it's cool yeah. to take you down, if it's cool to throw shade, then you have arrived in a certain in a certain way. And like I, nobody, I get that, but I mean, we, we try to be cool to everybody. And, and you know, like the, the most shade that I'll throw is when someone will, will drop some name. I'll be like, who? And, right. you know, um, uh, but the, the thing is, is it seems to me like uh, we – we try to come from a place where, you know, look, we're, we're not going to be dicks and, and most people aren't dicks there every so often though, there's that, you know, nine-year-old in the mom's basement. Right. Right. Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're a very small amount yeah, of the population. Yeah. Uh, tell people about the YouTube channel. What's up with the, what, what, what are you guys doing on the YouTube channel as far as content? Goes? Well, so the, the YouTube channel, first of all, with, without YouTube, there's no shop. Right. Um, Hold on one sec. Yeah. Hey, by the way, that mic is hot in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, chatterbox. What? <laughs> Your mic was hot in there. What? 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 <laughs> there we go. Continue. There we go. I don't know. So Sorry what what format do you have have you have do you have a list of questions for me? What what stories no, do you want to hear? Fi- what I just wanna... figured we were going to have a conversation. Let's here. I, and so I mean, I'm so here just for, tell me, we tell... can stay here till till midnight if you want. I, tell me about I can your... talk all all day. I'll, I'll just tell me about up. tell me about the YouTube channel. Tell me about what you guys are making and what your mission is on that. So the YouTube channel is like I said, without the YouTube channel there's no shop and it's a good thing that we have a YouTube channel and we have a shop because as of last June I became a full-time guitar builder. Right. Like that's all I do now. Now it wasn't my choice to do that. <laughs> I was told How'd you end up coming into being a full-time guitar builder? <laughs> so so yeah. So it's not something you set out to do initially. Mm, uh, something that I set out to do. But so my story is like any good Kubrick film, my story has two parts. The first part of this Kubrick film is very boring, but if you allow yourself to Take me for the ride. Have a little bit. If you allow yourself to prance around in the artistic license of what what the story of Texas Toast is, it's 
It's positively Shakespearean in some ways. All I right, mean, let's hear there's, it. There's lust and there's <coughs> passion and there's deceit and there's... Whoa, hey, man. <laughs> I was on a roll there. Speaking of trolls, Gordo, Gordo is like on a mission now. So figuring shit out right now. It's just like <laughs> I told him. I told him I agreed with him, and it's, it's like it's like it's the off first the rails. episode all over again. <laughs> no, it's that's like, good. It's like what what? That's a good thing. It's like my first time in here, whatever episode that was. I'm like, uh, how does that work? What is that? What is that? Oh, do? volume! It was the volume. Give me the volume. <laughs> Thank you, Gordo. Please continue. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Gordo. Hey. Gordon Lightfoot himself in the booth. Yeah. Hey, dude. Later on in the show, I want to hear more about the 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 gathering of the juggalos that you went to or whatever yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, well, we, we can talk about that. Cool, cool. We'll, we'll talk, talk more we'll, about. We'll talk. Well, I'll make, I'll make sure the mic is off. <laughs> are juggalos still a thing? Yeah, yeah. Juggalos are way still a thing. Wow. So, so keep keep talking about how you ended up becoming your Shakespearean foray into building guitars for a living. Well, so. Like I said, there was there was deceit and there was backstabbing and um, uh, there were torrid love affairs. And that's kind of where Texas Toast started. Was what do you with, mean? Well, I can't really tell you any names. You can't divulge too but much. But right? what I can tell you is that you know everybody involved. Oh, boy. And um, uh, yeah, so it was decided that, oh, man – there, you have so much passion for this thing, and in between, you know, uh, uh, the torrid love affair, uh, it was decided that I'm gonna do, I'm gonna build guitars again, and as most torrid love affairs go, work, this one didn't work out, and that's okay, and I'm not, I'm not proud of what I did, and you know, I, I'm not, it's not like uh, we, <laughs> Boy, it's this not is like, a whole ball of wax here. Oh yeah, man, it's up. it's not it's not like uh, uh, the seven deadly sins, but I'm almost positive that I broke at least seven or eight of the Ten Commandments. Well, luckily, on that's Easter all Sunday. arbitrary, and just some yeah. some people a yeah. couple thousand years ago just wrote it down. And like decided I say, that we I'm not that. I'm not proud of of what happened, but but um, so so it just sort of started. I'd say out. the seven the seven prickly <laughs> guidelines is what I would call them. <laughs> not the seven deadly sins, the seven uh, icky guidelines. They're, they're words that that conjure up you know uh, feelings, and and everybody's had all all seven of them, but. Where I'm, man, I'm already off the fucking reservation. It's okay. So keep going. Um, the it, Texas Toast started out where I was just going to start making some guitars for some people, and there's been a lot of people who've been with me uh, from the beginning. Brett Hagen from right. from Hawk Attack has played my guitars ever since I started making them again in 2011. Right. So. Back in the eighties, I I went to school to build guitars, and then oh, you actually you have an education oh, yeah, in it. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, and like most educations go, you start at when you get you, you go in with with some, you thinking something's going to happen that's actually very different from what does happen. Right. And I equate that to um, you know if you go to learn to ride a motorcycle. After two days, you're qualified to ride a 250 around in a parking lot right. at 20 miles an hour. Um, but everybody goes out and buys the biggest fucking Harley they can right. the day after they get their motorcycle license. Um, and then you realize right away that it's not it's not what you thought it was. And, right. and so it's hard. you, you kind of got to take it slow. So I, I went to school and I did this and I had all these illusions of grandeur. And um, I, got, I got it done and I, I moved 
back to Colorado and I went to work for a guy who was here. And after a couple of years, I'm like, man, I don't want to do this anymore. So mm-hmm. I kind of I went down the path of some other stuff. I worked for Soldier of Fortune magazine for <laughs> you a while. You worked for Soldier of Fortune oh, yeah, magazine? Man. Yeah, yeah. What were you doing for Soldier of Fortune? Did I, you have a column? I, I, I wrote a few articles for Soldier of Fortune. Like, but- dear mercenary Mike. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. When, you know, when you pull the camera lens back from Soldier of Fortune, it man, it sure looks cool when you're focused in and you see the helicopter in the but jungle. But it's just a boring when magazine you, when like you, every other boring when you magazine. Pull, when you pull the camera lens back, it's like, oh, you're in the you're at the parking lot of the Hilton Hotel in Vegas and, and there's just all this shit there. And, and so we had a thing that um, was... Uh, my my business card said special projects, which was a fancy name for give Matt something to do because he's dating the boss's daughter. <laughs> and, and so, but I got to do a lot of fun shit. You know, um, I went to sniper school. I uh, what? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Were I, you writing for the every the so often? I would do I would do some writing, but I would do special projects, which, like I said, was just sort of a fuck around job. That Matt got to do because he was dating what kind of special Jan projects? Brown. Well, so anytime there was a we had a, we had an annual convention every year, so that's what I did most of the time. I sold spaces at the convention, but every anytime there was like a new knife or a new T-shirt or a new this out of the other, we got to do we got to do that kind of thing. Like I said, I I, I went to sniper school. I went to um, I went to this thing called door breaching and room clearing where we blew <laughs> shit up and ran in with shotguns and and. Peppered everything. It, it, it was a That's lot of That's really fun. cool. It was really, really cool. It was too cool to be an actual job. Like, that's the best job I ever had because there was, wow. yeah, there, there was so much money floating around. Did a around torrid love that, affair destroy that as well? No, no. Actually, yeah, it did. <laughs> 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 but that's but that's not how tech. So that's anyway, neither here nor there. So so yeah. So I I so I mean, you're I, bouncing around doing a variety bouncing of things. Around doing some stuff, and then I you know I got like I got the boring day job. I got the boring house. I got the boring wife at the time, who I'm not I'm not married to anymore. She'll be referred to as the plaintiff from now on. <laughs> and um, the the uh, so so then that's when the torrid love affair uh, started, and that's when Texas Toast kind of kind of was born. And I'm like, you know, I, I I can't get paid to to do the really fun shit that I want to do. So I'm just going to do the boring day job that I have, and I'm going to build guitars on the side. Right. And then building guitars on the side slowly morphed into another full-time job. And um, Mrs. Texas Toast, the, my current wife, <laughs> um, uh, she's been super, super supportive. And you're supposed to say, you're supposed to say, my final wife. Yes, by that's the way. right. My ultimate wife. I, I said uh, the, the, the wife ultimate because I said current wife. <laughs> oh, one that time. that is a sucky thing to say. You're yeah, right, yeah, I said current wife one time at a buddy's wedding, and man, <laughs> man, that did. That when went over I say like a current, I mean, I mean. I mean the person who isn't the person from before. Because so, I, I think yeah. it's I think I didn't think about it at the time, but like in retrospect, I was able to go, oh yeah, current just implies at this moment. I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah, that is a tacky way to say it. So yeah, so my my wife, my ultimate my penultimate wife, wife. That's right. That's right. Mrs. Texas Toast has been super cool. My paramount wife. My paramount wife. And so, I've mounted a pair in my day. Hey, oh! I might have to drink this other Miller Lite. I think you should drink the other Miller Lite. So anyway, I think you've earned it. We had um, um, we basically turned our house into a, a, a guitar a guitar building workshop factory, and guys would come over, and um, and it was it was it was 
easily another day job. So you were just doing day, it as a side hustle at first, and then it yeah. Started so like, I I worked from you know the the nine to five job, and then it would usually. But what happened was is I was I was getting really into it, and we were we were for the most part relearning the craft and right. learning how we wanted to to do things and and kind of making making moves and, and like you had your educational background as a foundation but you were in no position to like really do it as as as, as again a the educational operation. background foundation is 20 miles an hour in a parking lot on a right. 250 it's not like you know you're making right. moves and you're you're changing it's the world it's all just like the fundamentals just like the bare bones and even right? and even then even then um so well, I'll get I'll get to bed that here in right, a second right. but um so so I had I had two I had two full-time jobs one was the one that I went to and and worked from 9 to 5 the other was the one where I got up at 6 in the morning and I went out to my home workshop and I worked until 8 and then I took a shower and walked the dog and went to the day job and then at six, when I got home, I went out to the shop again and I worked. And then Saturdays and Sundays and every single day off I had was all spent in the shop. Wow. Um, That's and, commitment. Yeah. And then we started the YouTube channel and we started, you know, doing all this other stuff. Um, and what happened was a friend of the shop uh, got mad at me. And um, he, I was, I was working. All right. Let's see how we, how can we, how can we, how this go? <laughs> So I was, I was untangled. That's right. That's right. So I'm I'm working in Boulder at the national oceanic and atmospheric administration and which is a department of commerce, uh, contractor is what I was. And so this guy who was a friend of the shop also worked there and he got mad at me and it's, it's completely irrelevant what he got. He got mad at me for something and he sends me this shitty text that was, if you don't give me this, this money that I think you owe me by the blah, blah, blah. I'm going to get it back one way or the other. You better watch your back. Right. Now, if you send that email from a government email site to another government email site, the Department of Homeland Security kind of takes that really seriously. So... Um, he threat he threatened you using a like, yeah a, a, yeah a using government his email. government email so um and and yeah I mean I get it he was pissed and he probably had you know a, a reason to be pissed I don't know if it was a good right. reason but he had a reason he, he felt he had a he reason. he had his reasons right. so um uh, so what happened was you know he took me to court and that all worked out fine and and you know um. It's not like we're buddies again, but but right, it, but it got resolved. Out. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's all resolved. What happened was my contract switched. Uh, uh, the the pimps who ran the contract that I was working on uh, switched to a new set of pimps, and they saw all and this. This is at your day job. Yeah, and they which saw was this, uh, like I say, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Right, right, right. So the new pimps came in and said, um, "Well, this guy has this weird background of this like like." Weird bullshit with this other guy who works in the same building, and well, we're just not going to pick up his contract. So, as of June 2019, I became a full time guitar builder because it was like because <laughs> they dropped your contract. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was, it was, and I think it was. You know, if you believe in the, like that whole preordained kind of kind of thing, um, I think that men in general will do will kind of fit themselves into, into, into positions that they don't necessarily want to be in because it's easier to take chances. And so I was in a spot where I'm like, I'm not going to take any real chances. I'm just going to like, you know, work out of my house. And, right. um, so, so, so it's June, 2019. I'm a full-time guitar maker. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go for it. Um, and, uh, so the guy who sued me started to call the, uh, uh city where I live 
and say, you know, like code enforcement and that kind of thing. So I started to get these. Oh, he, he wasn't ready. Oh, to, no, he, like, was, give he it wasn't up. ready to let it go. Yeah. He wanted to fight still. Yeah. Yeah. So he, Holy uh, shit. He, he started to send, uh, code enforcement came out a couple times and, uh, and then the, 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 City of our, uh, uh, the city of where I live. <laughs> the city of where I live. <laughs> they, um, they, they're like, you need to have a, you need to have the a business city license. Of where I live. <laughs> so they said you need to have a business license. So I'm like, right. okay, well, what do I have to do to get a business license? Um, well, it's free, and you hear you just go online and you do this bullshit, and, and you get a business license. I'm like, okay, so that required you to take care of it. It required me. You wouldn't have taken care of it if the, somebody hadn't. The come best around part, and though, is it. the day that I got my city of where I live license to do business. <laughs> okay, was the same day that I get a congratulations. You need to cease and desist all actions in your home workshop because it violates all these codes of the city of where you live. Holy shit! So then it became well, fuck, man. I'm a full time guitar maker with no place to make it. Guitars, right, and it, so it was one of those deals where, well, either you need to either stop doing it and get another sucky day job, or you need to find a new place where you can do that. Which, of course, means, it, well, you know what it's like. I think you and I actually talked about me looking for a new place to have my yeah, because we talked about seeing if we could find you some space yeah, here at the yeah. studio. At As one it point. worked out, that's um, how we got you on the show. I think I, that might we started be talking yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. So as it worked out, we have a new shop now that I would never have gotten if if left to my own devices. Right. You know if, I mean? it, 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 but necessity yeah. drove you to do it. Yeah. And as a as a benefit, as a bonus, um, well, you know, I mean, it's it's another two grand right off the top every first of the month that I have to pay. Right. But the nice thing is having we have so much more space than we did in my garage. Right. That we have we've afforded a lot of new opportunities. Right. So, when you so and it's forced you to probably go out and look for business. We have to hustle. Yeah, it's more, forced yeah. you to like build up your marketing plan. It's forced mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. like circum. Isn't it funny how like sometimes like fate is thrust upon you? Like that's what that, I mean. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Men as a rule would still live in their mom's basement <laughs> if if they could get chicks to come. Boy, over. yeah. <laughs> Boy, howdy. You know what I mean? So I, so until until dudes are forced to do something, generally don't do it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I was forced to do stuff. And now, now, for the people who have, you know, pushed me kicking and screaming into trying to be successful already know that they have been telling me this for years. Right. So uh, Mrs. Texas Toast has been telling me for years, you need to get a shop. You need to just do this. You need to unfuck yourself and leave the craptastic garage and, you know, Go forth and, right. and 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 make something of this, or and then finally fate or came or in and was like, quit yeah, and, you know what I mean, yeah. So or shit, quit. or get off the pot. Um, and a lot of people have told me that, and and it was it it basically took my hand being forced for me to actually do it. That's hilarious. So yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. It's a long dude. way around the barn to answer. No. What do you want from the guitar that's, shop? That's a great story, man. No, yeah, that's a great story. So. So you've you've only been in the main shop now l- less than less, a year. Less than a year, yeah, less than six months, I think. So. And and you're keeping the lights on. Yeah, you're paying the rent, yeah. man. Yeah, we um uh we're actually really lucky. We have a um a spot in an industrial park not far from the city where I live, and um uh it's it's a, I live in Arvada. I don't know. I don't know why I'm like you know so hesitant to say right, but, but so the in shop, the city where I live. Yeah, so the shop's it's like funny. two miles from there. Um, and we share a wall with these like crazy Zumba people in the morning. (laughs) 
And it's like there's this it's a it's a lady who I'm I'm positive was like really into the club scene 15 or 20 years ago. And she's like, how can I use my yeah, desire it was like, oh, to man. dance? No, no, no. It was, it was, this is going to go on my Zumba mix when I get my Zumba <laughs> studio. Cause it's like, I'm like, and they have the same fucking like soundtrack every day. Right. And I know that when the Fugees come on, they're winding down. I'm like, God <laughs> damn it. Really? And it's just, <laughs> and, and so until about 1030 every day I get, I get just this crazy amount of Zumba. Does it make like, your space affordable? No, 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 because no, nothing in Colorado is, is affordable. affordable. Right. Um, and I don't know what that the reason is, but but it's just not. It's just, it's just demand. A yeah. lot of people moved here yeah. all at the same time. Yeah. It's just demand. So um, and then we share another wall with this um, this lady who makes hula hoops. And right. so so they're always and she's like 20 six or 27. And so there's like a bunch of young people that go to her like hula hoop parties. And, and it's actually everybody gets along. Um, but when I moved in, I'm like, you know, we're going to be really dirty and make a bunch of racket. And they're like, yeah, we don't care. And I'm like, well, we'll see. And then it turns out they don't, but right. yeah. Um, dude, I gotta, I gotta tell you something. When I was taking audio engineering, like, uh, classes on the other side of the wall, there was a karate class. <laughs> so I'm totally feeling what you're telling me right now. Cause it's like, th- that shit was so annoying. It's like, you know, we'd spend like half the day getting like all the mic set up for this drum track or whatever. And then, just, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, Oh wait a minute. And then like, you know, like literally like, you know, the instructor would be like, Oh shit. Um, <laughs> We got to take a break for like 20 minutes here. This is going to get hectic. (laughs) Somebody's testing for their brown belt. And like literally just like, just right on cue. (gasps) 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 Anyway. That's fucking great. I've always liked the, uh, the Kung Fu movie sound effects. And I think that I'm, so I'm imagining like there's some drum track somewhere with hi 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 and oh there's definitely there? okay I hope yeah so. you've yeah. got to you can build that into a into a sample fuck yeah of some sort absolutely I'm sure Gordo has like I, I triggered own, drums with oh yeah I own Wu Tang Records <laughs> yeah nice dude have you nice. watched speaking of which have you watched their sort of not really uh, a bio biopic series yet I, I have not have you gotten i stopped watching it after i found out that it wasn't like really uh uh a bio but uh come on there's got to be so much good shit that like what they have to so, embellish it with no so their whole thing is it's it's a combination it, it's like it meshes their real life story with like a like a a crime movie narrative or like a gangster movie narrative so it's really cool Mm -hmm. and you can definitely tell it's from the mind of rizza and it's it's badass but i wanted to watch it because i wanted to learn about the actual history of the group i'm not particularly interested in their their other story i might go back to it but one of the things that's cool is they layer like i said they layer in real background stuff and they show the character that is based on rizza as a young kid like on these new pieces of technology that we would now consider to be ancient, yeah, but like yeah. these old drum machines and these mm-hmm. old samplers. And he gets like busted trying to steal a sampler deck from, from a guitar store. <laughs> and the guy, one of the guys from game of Thrones is like the guy who works at guitar center is like, hey, is he man. dressed as the guy from game of Thrones? No, no, no. Oh, okay. That would be funny if it was right? just yeah, like yeah. <laughs> a character from game of Thrones who happens to be working at guitar center. No, it's one of the actors from it. Anyway, it's just, it's, it's neat to think about like, like old samplers and, 
and things like that. I don't know. Like, I don't like your tone. Just well, and I just like I like the way that like old Wu Tang records sound with like all those samples and things like that. And you don't really imagine the actual piece of hardware that went into making it. You just have the song that sounds super cool and amazing. Well, and now everything is on some is is on a computer that that right. so you don't have to have the yeah the the. The 808 kick drum that everybody wants is, right. is like there's some there's some something that that does that now. But, right, but like back in the old days, RZA like had to like hook a VCR or a record yeah, player up yeah. to his rig and like use this thing that takes like you know five second samples or whatever it is. And there was you'd a have thing like, like you ever watch that it? Drunk History show? There was a, there was they were talking about the birth of hip hop and and some of the guys who like some of the crazy shit. That is that they the one did. that like Jaleel White was in? Uh, pretend for a second that I don't know who that is. Urkel. Um, n- oh, he might have been, but like I think I think it was Red like Man when they talked about the Sugar Hill Gang or, or something Man. like that. No, uh, yeah, they, no, they weren't talking. They were talking about guys who like you never heard of. So guys who like were actually the inspiration for Jam Master J and for right. uh, Grandmaster Flash. And some of those dudes like that, that like, and the, the like the kid who kind of invented like the record thing or how right, 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 turntables. Yeah, like yeah. And, I'm not, and I'm not a musician. Beat juggling. <laughs> I'm, I'm Beat a carpenter. Juggling. Beat juggling. Okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's all it. I, I work with with lumber. I don't know from <laughs> you know more than I do apparently well, about this I watched particular that, episode because of... I watch I watch TV. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that's fast. It's fascinating stuff. I heard. I heard something about there was a correlation between the invention of beat juggling and uh, the riots that were kind of close to that time and the looting that happened as a Hmm. result. Like there was a lot of pieces of musical and production equipment Mm -hmm. that ended up in certain people's hands and because of them having access to that equipment. Which riots? Uh, it, it, it was something, I don't know. I think they actually might've covered it on that drunk history episode. Okay, I, don't, I don't remember, but yeah, I, yeah I'm not, I'm, I'm not, not sure. I'm not necessarily a historian of riots. I'm just, I'm trying to imagine. Couldn't like, have been the Watts riots. That's like, that been the no, 60s, no, no, no. This would have so, been on the yeah. East coast. Oh, this would have been yeah. East Coast, and it would have been late seventies. Yeah, you know, could have. Uh, you know what I bet it was was that there was a blackout, nineteen seventy. That was what it was. There was a lot of looting in yeah. the blackout in nineteen seventy six. That's or exactly seventy six or seventy seven. If so like I said, if my wife was here, she could tell us because she she lived a in, in New Jersey and New York oh, at did the she? time. So so she is a hist- is an historian in that she was there. Interesting. She would say, "Hell, I was there." So yeah. I think I think that's what it was. Is yeah, because of all the looting that happened during the the blackout. Yeah, there was like all these people from like what was then, I guess, the the disco community, uh-huh. you know, the people who were making disco beats and things like yeah. that. And they all of a sudden had access to mixers and, you know, being able to run two turntables mm-hmm. at the same time. And they're like, oh, we can go back and forth yeah. on this and yeah. just like loop these beats back and forth and have people break dance and do whatever it was like. Some that. of that stuff is is so, you know, so I grew up in in in. North Texas, where there wasn't a huge punk rock scene, and and but I was into that then, and you know so into hip hop. No, like, no, no, because that, that would have been it would have been the early '80s that I was there. So I mean, like a white kid in North Texas doesn't know what hip hop is in the early '80s. Like Laredo, Texas, is that right? Amarillo. Or not Laredo, Amarillo, yeah, right? Yeah. So not Laredo, Amarillo, um, right? But uh, um, so, but we were we were we were into punk rock. Then you know what I mean, and so when the new, what we thought was new, like you know, like when when you heard Ice T uh, or when you heard um, 
later when he heard NWA, it was like it was it was punk rock, right? And that was because it was you know it was, it was a, so gritty and it loud. Took, and... It took the. It took the, the the power away from the people who didn't give a fuck. Right. You know, and I, I think that... So you considered them in the same village at that point I when do, they were and, coming out. I do, and I, I consider all of us to be in the same village right now because of YouTube and live podcasts and things like that. It's the same deal. It's not music, but it's taking the, the authority and the power out of the hands of the people who don't give a shit about right. it. You know? It's basically saying, I might not have the biggest reach of all, but the few people that are listening to what I have yeah. to say are really going to yeah. dig what I have and, to say. And, and so, like, I know you mentioned your Patreons. And, and without, without Patreon and without YouTube, there's, there's no there's. No are you guys on Patreon, oh, yeah. too? Oh, yeah. Are you? Yeah. Do yeah. I back you on Patreon yet? I don't know, but you should. Yeah, I'll back you yeah. on Patreon. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. We, so, actually give, we actually give 10% of everything we get from Patreon to other creators. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Right so, on. like, I back, I back the Punk Rock NBA. I back uh, Kurtz Gazad, who do um, There's a Punk Rock National videos. Basketball Association? NBA. Pa- oh, oh, oh. Like, okay. Masters okay. Business Administration. Oh, cool. Like, that, that's the guy, the fuck you guy that we were talking oh, to. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I back him. Uh, Mar Williams, who's a local artist. Um, Suspect do, Press, which is a local zine. I oh, back a bunch cool. of people, yeah. We do something with Patreon that that I don't know if anybody else does, and that is that every dollar that you give us on Patreon goes into like the world's worst savings account for whatever <laughs> your next guitar is going to be. So we have we have a handful of $100 Patreons, and they're using it like, well, it's like I kick you you know some money, and then eventually I'll get this rad guitar that that, that you guys are going to build. For oh, so, so yeah, so that's it's, cool. That's it's, it's cool. And it's not cool because, you know, well, it so keeps have, you afloat and then yeah. you kind of have to, you're yeah, like building eventually a we're going to have to, yeah, throw down for, for some of that stuff. <laughs> Dude, that yeah. might be the best way to get a guitar built for Tony <laughs> is just back you on Patreon and be like, listen, I started you a savings plan. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it, you might not get a Texas Toast guitar for five years. It could be for 50 years. Yeah, but it will happen but eventually, eventually. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like putting like a Nintendo <laughs> on layaway back in the 80s, dude. Nice. Yeah, nice. Man. Hey, uh, I wanted to direct attention over to Gordo real quick. It's good to have you back, my man, after a week off. Greetings. Yeah. Why don't you tell everybody why you weren't here last week? Coronavirus. Corona, yeah. <laughs> Coronavirus, yeah. Wow. No, I I went to I attended this uh, local 303 meetup uh, put on by 102.3 at Lost Lake. Was it was it all local music people? It was all local music people. Um and so you walked around with a, a little name tag for your your name and your band. Did yours say, and, "Hi, I'm dangerous." Yeah. <laughs> "Hi, I'm bastard." Um and what, it was really interesting. Like, I actually, you know, met a few people that I hadn't talked to before. I saw a few people that, you know, I've, I've seen all over the place. But right. But uh, what ended up, what they end up doing uh, is they is they play like ten songs from local artists, and they they get the crowd reaction, and, and they hand you out these numbers, like you know, like from one to ten. Oh no! And so I know. I know, dude. I'm just imagining what like Hawk Attack would get. What's the lowest you could oh, get? Oh, they dude, put you I, in a situation dude, where seriously. you just sit around as a group <laughs> and you have judge? To judge? No, it's bands. not. It, it gets worse. Okay, so so <laughs> so it's not only. I, I I was thinking that the whole time. I was like, Jesus, man, if Granny Tweed was on here, like I can't even imagine the low fucking grades we would get. But um, so we were. I wouldn't even want to be there for it. It was it was really interesting though. It's like they they but they wouldn't even play thirty seconds of a song. It was like twenty seconds of a song. Oh wow. And it's like, okay, so you don't even actually really get 
an idea of what the song does. But I'm sure their argument um, is like, well, that's the way people consume music now. Well, I mean, if you're, See, I, I guess, think that I guess it so. probably is. But you know, I, if, if you talked with Jim from Mutiny about this very thing, which is the whole one of the reasons that he believes, and, and I'm sure that he's not alone in this. One of the reasons that vinyl is making a comeback because it's it's just a way, it's a different way of of absorbing music and it's a more you put it on you commit to the side you do it's yeah for people that want to commit to a longer attention and back span. in the mm-hmm. day like i remember like I re- so i remember when when the ramones too tough to die came out and i'm like right on that's gonna be so cool and i went and got it and i go home and i put it on and i'm like wah, wah, wah. and so i had to sit and listen to this fucking thing until i had to force myself to like it you know right and, and because that's just the way it that, is more of a commitment. Yeah, with, but now with, with, with like streaming. CDs or streaming or any of that stuff, it's just like you can you can fast forward through stuff fast, and you, you don't you don't. Get well, this 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 it. same guy, the the punk rock MBA guy, the way that he goes about the doing the review your stuff uh-huh. perk is he's like I'm going to engage with this how someone would be engaging yeah. with it the first time like right there on camera he brings up your stuff and reacts to it so Gordo, goes, what, what was what was the highest grade that you gave and what was the lowest grade that you yeah gave? T- tell us tell us more about that process can like, continue your story well so okay so this is this is the other part to this whole thing is that after you give ever after the crowd gives like there's someone on stage there's there's this lady on stage that just like kind of is gauging the the you know all the ratings and kind of letting that soak in or whatever. And uh, and then she wants someone from the low end to come up and speak into a microphone and someone from the high end to come in and speak into oh, a microphone okay. and say... It's so like, hey, we just tore apart your you art in front of everybody. Which I thought was actually very democratic. And I was like, okay, well, that's cool. So that you're going to actually have some of these people come up here and say... You know, like, well, okay, it also triggers like two bad. of peace people's like worst fears. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. it, like people, it, well, it's two parts of people's worst fears because it's like, I think worse than death is people fear, especially men. This has actually been researched really? as men, especially fear, like women fear being attacked. Okay. Like more they fear physical speaking? violence. Okay. Men tend to fear more like, Loss of reputation, mm-hmm. like oh, okay, damage okay. to face. Well, like, yeah. what, what kept, isn't that fucked up? Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. so occurring to me through this whole process is like musicians are trying to constantly find an audience, right? Mm. And right. radio stations are looking for what's going to keep them in business. Right. So you're having a bunch of local musicians come out and rate other local musicians. Right. And, what, and these songs might end up on the radio. Yeah depending on some of these ratings that they're handing out for this audience of like a hundred people. Oh, it's so, just a focus group. So it, it, <laughs> it literally is that. It's, and it's you had to pay to go there group. too, probably. Right? They're like, no, they're no, like, no, okay, that's cool. Oh, okay. God, here's that an be, idea. That would, that'd be shitty. Here's <laughs> a great way. We'll get all the local artists. You can buy bands up so cheap anymore. Yeah. We won't have to give them anything. If we put them on the air, that's free content. Here's what we do as we call it a local 303 meetup. We bring everybody (laughs) in and we have everybody's peers rate them. Mm -hmm. And then we decide based on that, which bands we're going to put on the radio. That's so clever. How did they do it back in, in the, in the old days? 
Uh, How did they do it when I when I was you know a youngster? Have you oh, seen that's that? easy. Have they, you, seen you that paid Frank? a radio station yeah. and they played your song. Payola, Wait a minute. So yeah. so you mean to tell me that like Super Tramp wasn't slugging it out at the Lions Lair on a Tuesday night no. with the "Take a Look at My Girlfriend" or whatever bullshit song? Have you that? have you heard that Frank Zappa interview where he's talking about? He's like talking about the way it used to be yeah. is a bunch of cigar chomping yeah. guys who the guys knew nothing. Business yeah. suits. The guys who knew nothing about music yeah. and they're like, I don't know what it and is. Send, Put yeah, it so out. Let's see what happens. Guys that were actually able to take some chances. Right. And, and then yeah. then what they did is they would just give money to radio stations, yeah. be like, play my artist. Yeah. You know, that was payola, is what that was. And then later on, Frank Zappa talks about the like hip yeah. guys came in who knew a thing or two about music the guys with the ponytails and the and the sandals would come in and be like no nah, man you got to listen to me i know what's cool and the cigar chomping guys would be like we like okay this guy's a hippie he knows what these kids listen to and so then they took fewer risks on artists because, because i mean it there is an audience for everything if you've been to a porn site you you know that there is a, a audience I spent for, more than two or three minutes on a porn site. <laughs> yeah, same. So, yeah, but I mean there is a there is an audience and a market for everything that you can imagine. Yeah. yeah, and if your band was put in the position where they were being exposed to a certain number of ears, if somebody was putting it out there, you might not be the most popular thing on radio, but you would find an audience. There would be people out there if you were mm-hmm. if you were getting exposed to that. What is, what is the way they do it now? They don't call it payola. They call it something else. Like, like what? Oh, what eventually ended up happening? No. So what eventually ended lot. up happening is Live Nation um, was founded by or uh, Clear Channel. Sorry, mm-hmm. Clear Channel was founded by car salesmen. So. What they would do is they applied the model of car sales to radio and they would use time blocks like they would cars. Okay. And it's like you sell these blocks of time to advertisers and then those advertisers control what goes on. So a lot of the playlists that you you get on- Can you think of any bands that might be taking advantage of that right now? Taking advantage of what? Of the time block. Buying a time block? Do you, can you like can buying you, a direct? Can well, you think of any bands that maybe like Justin you might, Bieber went you, on the Super no, Bowl? No, no, and no, no. I mean, space. I mean, like maybe someone that you even know personally that might. Well, be doing but that. what what it would be is these companies that are parent companies of these corporations that are buying the ad space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they are also tied in with the major labels. And so it's just the playlist of like the same, you know, if you well, go- and that filters down to get to buying up the space where you put your flyers up or you used to be able to put your flyers up. Yeah. You can't put flyers shows. up anywhere. Yeah. So anywhere. like, you, you know, it's like you go over to the, you know, your sandwich shop where you used to be able to put up your posters and they're like, Oh no, sorry. AG bought all these. Yeah. Uh, we have exclusive, whole- we have an exclusive wow. we have arrangement, an exclusive contract and they pay us to use this window every month. Right. And then in exchange, AEG, or Live Nation hooks it up with tickets or yeah. they, which honestly, I'm, there's a part of me that loves that. Cause like at Fire on the Mountain, we, we have a contract with AEG and Live Nation. We will also put up stuff that is outside of them. Like I can put up posters for my shows, but because of that, like we can send out schedule requests or ticket requests to any one of those. And we can usually, like I, I just submitted a request for Devin Townsend. I just submitted a request for... Roger Waters at the at the Pepsi Center. So you know, I mean, it they do provide benefits, but for 
like an independent artist like us, if you're just going around like you used to, just putting up your posters, yeah. you're likely to see them get pulled down or pulled out because or just rejected right off the bat because they they've bought up that space with yeah. some sort of contract. That's an, as, as, so again, as a 50 year old person, I just don't have any time for that shit anymore. And right. what, what we, somebody, I forget where we were playing, but it was like, Hey, come get their tickets that you have to sell. And I think, I don't think we went God. In the, fact, I know I the didn't pre-sale thing is tough. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm not doing it, man. I'm not doing it. How much every are you going to pay me anyway? I'm just going to not do it. How every time that? they ask us to do it, I agree to do it yeah. because we will usually sell some uh-huh. maybe the week before. Mm-hmm. I've been running an experiment recently. I'm like trying to retool my knowledge of Facebook ads. And so like mm. I'm, I'm running like I'm running like five different test ads at one time on one campaign, you know, trying a bunch of different things. And what I'm starting to realize, and this is after a long time of doing this, is what I learned, I actually called the social media person at the Larimer Lounge or at Lost Lake, the, okay. the person from AEG that runs all that stuff. And I was like, what do you do? Yeah. And they're like, well, we set it up to convert to ticket sales. And then we track the ticket sales and on and on and on. And I get it. As a bar, you want to, you, right. your, your main business isn't to, you know, push local bands. Right. You're, you're there to, to sell liquor. And if right. I, if I had a, if I had a bar, the last fucking thing I would have is live music. Well, and with the, with the presale thing is there are bands that will sell presales. Yeah. And so they're basically like, look, if you show to us that you can move tickets, we'll give you this slot or we'll book you better shows or we'll give you better guarantees. Mm-hmm. The problem. No, being, I've heard that that's a thing. I've never actually experienced that. Well, what I've observed as just being a local musician yeah. is people generally don't buy advanced tickets for local bands, uh-huh. you know, you kind of, yeah, you can well, just go and I'll, I'll just go see you there at the thing. And if and, I, yeah. I'll just, I'm going to decide literally an hour before your show mm-hmm. that I'm going to go or I'm not. And so what I'm starting to see is I'm seeing a lot of people that are, it's getting a lot of eyeballs. It's converting into traffic on the website, yeah. but it's not converting into ticket sales. Yeah. So I'm starting to wonder if like locally, if you'd be better off just p- putting that money into converting into event responses on on Facebook or something like that. You know, I, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. But so many of the bookers now are pushing that presale thing. Like mm-hmm. we we sell tickets through our own website. And then what we'll do is whatever we sell, we give the money to the venue when we show up and we go, here's our will call list. Like these are yeah. all, these are okay. all tickets that yeah. we sold on yeah. our own. Or like for that Rose Tattoo show, we... Uh, Wolfpack Productions gave us their own tickets that we got to sell. Um, the uh, the Judah show that we did at the Bluebird, they sent over a bunch of Flash Seats tickets to us. This is a new thing that a lot of people are doing. Flash Seats? Like Flash Seats is an app or and website where you – it's like StubHub or something like that where you can exchange – event tickets digitally. Okay. Like if I've got a ticket to Iron Maiden at the Pepsi Center and I want to sell it, I can sell it on flash sheets and you can send me money through your credit card or Venmo okay. or give me cash or whatever. And then I can just transfer the tickets to you and your flash Because seats. no one has tickets anymore. It's right. all printed out. Yeah. Right. It's all online stuff. So what one thing that AEG has been moving into doing is they are creating tickets on flash seats. So they're creating imaginary tickets mm, oh. and then they send 50 over to you of, of them over to you. You give them a credit card number and whatever you don't sell, you're responsible for. So uh-huh. they are covered. 
They're like, they're like, you either give us back tickets or you give us back money. Mm-hmm. And we have your credit card and in the event that – so like it's – I mean it's arguably like there are people who call it pay to play and it's hard to argue with Remember it. we were just talking about yes. this not long ago, the yeah. whole notion of, of taking the, the, the control away from the people who don't care right. about, about the content. Right. Whether that content is, is punk rock or hip hop or – or live podcasts or shows on on the History Channel about you know fuck I don't, I don't know what the fuck is on the History Channel right. but but yeah I think that was we are due for another musical revolution eventually people are going to get pissed and go hey man I want to <laughs> okay when I in 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 Amarillo Texas I saw like Black Flag came through and played at a bakery right um, you won't believe this but I saw the Dayglow abortions at the what what was called a showbiz pizza, which was kind of like Chuck and Cheese. I remember showbiz pizza. Yeah. So believe you saw it or the not, Dayglo abortions, I saw the Dayglo at, showbiz abortions at showbiz pizza. Did so they open was, for the animatronic band? No, it was like I like the kids. There was rock a fire explosion. Mom, yeah. <laughs> Did they open yeah, yeah, for rock a fire jungle explosion? bear or whatever? Yeah. No, it was it was the kids uh, the kids mom who owned the whatever the fuck pizza place it was was into punk rock and he was like wanted to you know that back in the day you had to. There, it was it was a whole DIY like you know tour thing, not, right? Not unlike it is today, but I think it, I think it was even you know there there was none of the none of the systems were in place that that we have today, and maybe people even take for granted. But you had to play these weird places, and oh yeah, you know, and and, and there's all all the weird places seem to be drying up. Oh yeah, we. I mean, know? there's like a, and, you, and you mentioned Texas. All, uh, there's the Bar of Soap in in Dallas. Okay. And that was a laundromat and punk club. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, they like had the dead Kennedys there and mm-hmm. shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, they, I, I went there and the guy took me into his office and is like showing me pictures of all the different like crazy punk rock. Yeah. You know, he's like, this is when we had the Minuteman and mm-hmm. this is when we had the dead <laughs> Kennedys and blah, blah, blah. This was all oh, the dwarves. We've had them yeah. like, you know, and, um, and yeah, I mean, like a lot of the venues were like coffee shops or pizza places or like, yeah. you know, uh, you have been seeing a resurgence of that, a reemergence of that a little bit um, with the Denny's. Did you see the Denny's video? No. Did you see the video of the hardcore? See, no, I'm, I'm, I'm too old to like be on the cut, on the bleeding edge of anything cool. So yeah, you have Denny's. to kind of keep me posted. Dude, there's, there's, a, there's a video that's been circulating for months now. Maybe even close to a year that is of this like young hardcore band playing at a Denny's, <laughs> and like if you look it up, Gordo, just look up, look up. Uh, oh, we won't, we won't be able to run it into the feed, but I think I've called, seen something on called, Facebook, and I'm called, like, it's a made up. What thing. the fucks up, Denny's? Is a real thing though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's funny. it's like a hardcore. Like there are still those weird places. Mm-hmm. It, it's I don't know. It's just the the venue. It's it seems like. The venue selection seems to be getting limited to a handful of clubs that are run by a handful yeah. of companies, the talent buyers that yeah. – and to play devil's advocate, and I was thinking about this while I was listening to you talking about the – kind of the pay-to-play stuff is mm-hmm. is from the promoter's standpoint, they, they have a job to – to sell liquor and yeah. to get people in through the door and things like that. And because there's so many bands and there's so much competition and there's so many reasons for people not to leave their house, yeah. they keep like trying to readjust the model. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To get 
to get people out to shows to like and and so they're like well we gotta put it in the band's hand and we gotta share the responsibility like you guys are responsible and if you're willing to sell tickets we can get people in here but I don't I just don't in my experience find it to be uh, congruent with the way that people enjoy local music like if you're gonna enjoy local music I even think it's harder to get people to places like Lost Lake or Larimer Lounge or Globe Hall or any of those places that are on the outskirts of the city as opposed to like Three Kings or High Dive is a slam slam dunk. See, for you can me, almost I, always get people there because it's central Denver. Yeah, 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 maybe. I hate playing places like that anymore. Really? A decade ago, I used to love it. Now it's like there's nowhere to park. There's nowhere to put my shit. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's like uh, uh, I love those places and I hate – playing there because, because you're getting a, there yeah just have you know having to go to denver for me because i'm because I'm, you're in the city you live I in i remember when i was back when i started doing this and and yeah i re- remember when yeah there was there was something seedy and cool and you felt like you're getting away with something at say three kings and now it's like there's a bunch of moms pushing or you know what the, the best one was uh, um uh, uh larimer lounge you always felt like you were getting away with something at Larry right, Lounge. Right. Like you could, you could do if you had fifty dollars, anything goes at the Larry Lounge. <laughs> um, but but now uh, I think I went there on like a Thursday night. It was like nine o'clock. I dropped off a guy's guitar at Larry Lounge, and there was a bunch of moms pushing strollers around nine o'clock at night. I'm like, this no, would never have happened. Rhino has changed. Yeah. Rhino has changed a lot. Gordo, you were trying to. Say something. I just want to say I watched a little bit of that video you mentioned. The what the fuck? The is what up, the Denny's. fuck? Yeah, I can't tell if this is it. Is it the song is called "What the Fuck Is Up Denny's"? No, it's or is at it the very at beginning. It's at a Denny's, and the I singer can't of the see band. Anything that verifies that it's actually at a. Denny's. I think they it's in this pulled corner of out, the room. Right. It's. A, it, I think it's the corner of a Denny's dining room. They moved tables. So it's out. an actual. Denny's. It's an actual Denny's in a small you would town. Testify more to that fun, in a court of law. It's, it's more fun to, to to think that it is a real Denny's. <laughs> I think it is. We, we don't know. I, and, I would and, love for it to be. And what 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 do we get if we do or don't find out the actual story? It's way more fun to just figure that it's you know Gordo you're I the agree. producer of the show I think it's your job to chase down Snopes on this shit man a- am I supposed to chase down leads no, I th- is that what I'm supposed to do I think mm-hmm. that's what you're I think that's part of your job as a show can you verify or I deny so that many that's knobs a real... and buttons and now I have to chase down leads <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and God. agree with Gordon again he has a lot of knobs and buttons but he still has time to <laughs> chase down leads <laughs> that was you, you got me there mildly vulgar <laughs> Hey, let's take a look at one of your guitars here. Okay. You brought in a guitar for us. Yeah, I, I want to get into Tech Talk for yeah, sure. Yeah, Tech Talk. We can deep dive into whatever you want. Cause is it possible to get that last beer from... Can I, yeah. I'll go get it. I'll just, I just won't be able to Tech Talk. You know talk what? This would be a good spot for a little break. Little, like, yeah. I'll, I'll do the sponsor shout out while, uh, while he goes and gets a beer. Okay. How about that? Yeah, let's do that. I'm going to bring up the, the sponsor's slide. I've, I do have one. Uh... Hey there we go. By the way, Gordo, how, this better be good. Have man. you checked? Have you checked the stream? How's the stream looking? I have. It looks and sounds. Most importantly, it sounds fantastic. Does it sound good? This setup sounds so much better. Awesome, awesome. Is uh, anybody jumping in, saying hi? Do we have any comments? Any chat coming up? Uh, I'll I'll check on that. I guess I'll 
I guess I'll do a deep dive and I'll and I'll and I'll check my research here. All right, cool. Um, let's give a shout out to some of our sponsors. First and foremost, our vo- our most venerable, nay, venereal sponsor, Matula Plumbing. Matula! Shit rolls downhill. Don't be at the bottom. Your number two is our number one priority. Your shit is our bread and butter. Angie's List Super Service Award winner back in 2011. One one, the only one that matters. He'll wear the booties for you. If you're uh, in the Chicago area and you need some plumbing done, hit up Jerry Matula. Jay Party Lord, by the way, is adamant about us creating a Matula plumbing shirt that we only distribute to people on the podcast. I am for it. I don't think Jerry Matula will get mad, but if he does, I think he'll get over it. So shout out to our boy, Jerry Matula. Thank you so much for your support. Mutiny Information Cafe. This is a mutiny transmission. Mutiny Information Cafe is everything. It's everything. It's right in the uh, heart and center of Denver at 2 South Broadway. Books, coffee, records, comic books, cereal. No one has a larger selection of Torini syrups. Nobody. Live events. Magic. They have open mic magic. I was going to say, you you can always get the real shit from when you go see a show at Mutiny. You don't have to worry about ticket sales or bullshit like that. They're another one of those weird places that's left. That like you can go see a hardcore show that is kind of dangerous. Yeah. At Mutiny. Yeah. And they're starting to get their sound dialed in and they're starting to get mm. their live streaming dialed in. They're doing they're doing podcasts there. They're doing all sorts of cool stuff. We love Mutiny. It's the CBGBs of Denver. It really is. It's 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 the it mixed with the amoeba music of Denver. Okay. Mixed with like God. Yeah, it's like CBGB and, and Amoeba music mixed together. Less Gilman. Uh, less uh uh fleas. Less fleas. But, yeah. A but. few. <laughs> They, they keep a run a pretty tight shop, I feel. Uh, TheNugNation.com. We're here at the Nug Nation Studios at an undisclosed location in the Rhino District of Denver. The city um, where I live. And we're in the, the podcast studio, and we are going to be moving into uh, building out our podcast division here at the Nug Nation. Uh, they're going to announce here very soon. They've actually got a Photoshop coming, uh, a photo crew coming in to shoot this place. So after we're done with the podcast, we have to clean it up and make it look real nice so they can come in and start advertising our podcast division. We are going to start doing podcast hosting. So if you've got a podcast and you're looking for a place to host it, we offer live streaming and, uh, and a bunch of other cool stuff. Professional know-how. That's actually a pretty neat idea. I had no idea that was that was coming. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna start. We're gonna start running a podcast division out of this room. That's cool. Uh, also, we just make cool weed cartoons. Go to thenugnation.com to see the nugs in their wacky adventures through the town of Nugville. Flipside music. Life's short. Make some noise. Can I can I plug Flipside Music? Yeah, please the, plug the Flipside. Great American Guitar Store. That's I, we came up with that for Ike and, and the I, Great American the Guitar Great Store. American Guitar Store. Yes. Yeah, so I don't know if he's got shirts made that say that yet. Do but. you know he's the uh, he's the largest distributor of effect? He has the largest selection of effects pedals in the region. I would believe it. He prides himself in on the that. tri-state area. Yeah, in the largest <laughs> selection of effects pedals in the tri-state area. I my favorite part about Flipside is like for the size it's got everything dude. oh yeah like it's got yeah. lesson spaces they've got a repair shop mm-hmm. you know they've got a professional luthier on hand they've got um 
They've got they've the, got Texas Toast guitars. They've got Texas yeah. Toast guitars. They've got all the gear, and then they've got the hangout room. Yeah, the biggest room in the whole place is the hangout room, mm-hmm. where you can just sit down and try shit out. And it's not like Guitar Center where there's going to be some 14 year old kid <laughs> trying to play "Sweet Child of Mine" over right. and over again. Right. You know, it's dude. It is like. It is a gearhead's dream come true. We had our Christmas party at Flipside Music, the Great American Guitar Store. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, we, did just, a, we did a live stream stream from there, and yeah. So are you I just? Don't know if are you it, just? Um, uh, are your guitars? Does he buy your guitars from you, or do you have them there on? Uh, uh, no, we. What do you we, call consignment? We have them there on consignment. So it's very cool, yeah, man. Yeah. It's very cool. Flipside Music, tell Ike the oh boys sent you. Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios, right next to Larimer Lounge, up on 27th and Larimer. Hourly rehearsal space is fully equipped, clean, beautiful, functional. That's the most important part is functional. You don't have to, yeah, you don't have to spend a lot of time getting set up. You just go in there and rock. And, right. And, and their staff is awesome. Get down to business. I love everybody there. They, they've been nothing to good, but good to us over the years. That's our official rehearsal space. Do you, do you guys rehearse there or you rehearse in the city you live in? Well, we rehearse in the city where I live. Yeah. Okay. In the yeah. city where you but live. But I have been to Rocket Space. It's really nice. That's yeah. a cool place. Rocket Space. You ain't got to carry shit. Evergroove Studio in the Black Mountain region of Evergreen, Colorado. 70% solar powered. Really just an awesome place. Ethan Klein is from Evergroove Studio. He runs their live streaming and all their video stuff. Ethan, what can we expect from uh, Evergroove in the coming year? He doesn't have headphones on, more so he has nudity. no idea what he said. said. So Gor- Gordo nudity. and Ethan are not paying any attention to the episode. We're doing important work in here, man. Okay. Okay. It's really too bad because this is podcast gold. Yeah, man. it really is. I'm actually, I, I was actually asking Ethan uh, what we can expect from Evergroove in the next year. I was just doing the Evergroove plug. <laughs> he laughs. What yeah, can what can we expect from Evergroove in the next year? I'm doing the sponsor plug and I was plugging uh, Evergroove. And you're their live stream guy. We are... Probably going to do a daily live stream. You're going to start doing a daily live stream? Yeah, like a day in the life with Brad. Pending, oh, man. Pe- pending artist approval, um, obviously, because, I mean, it's their their confidential right. intellectual property that's going to be streamed right. to everyone. But uh, we think it would be really cool to to get some of that process out to people. That's that really cool. Really haven't been in a studio before, or maybe they're, like, shy and they don't know, like... I think it's great. Is this, is this scary? I think it's no. great. And I, and and uh, Brad donated the ATEM uh, TV studio switch that Ethan is in here trying to help us set up by. We're close. I mean, we're getting really close. We're getting dangerously close to having like a fully professional live stream here. So uh, <laughs> I really appreciate you being here, man. Thank yeah, you so much for coming in. We'll get it. And we appreciate everything that Evergroove has done for us over the years. Thanks so much. Last but most, I want to give a shout out to the people who back us and Texas Toast Guitars on Patreon. Hey. Dude, you make the fucking world go round. Like it really. Does. I don't know if we do that. Like, I mean, I think that if we stopped making guitars, everything would keep spinning. But well, I yeah. mean, the patrons make. Oh, oh yeah, our oh, they world totally do. Totally, yeah. Like we are, we would not be able to do what we are able to do were it not for the people who back us on Patreon. It's it's truly incredible man to just like to even have that small little bit of income that we can depend on that that just gives us a an operational yeah. budget of any kind it's it's like pbs but with more beer is what i i like to say <laughs> it's like pbs but with more beer <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah or that's cheaper what pa- beer maybe that's what patreon is yeah. like 
Yeah, man. Uh, thanks so much. If you'd like to learn more, go to patreon.com slash mfruckus. Where's Texas Toast Guitars on Patreon? I believe it's just Texas Toast Guitars. Yeah, We cool. tried to keep it simple. I am, Dude, I'm going to back you guys today. Thank you. I'm going to add you guys as... as one of my one of my uh, one of my artists today. You know, we as in a show of solidarity to some of the people, content creators that I took a lot of cues from that were getting demonetized on YouTube. We we chose to not monetize our channel for the for we held out for as long as we possibly could yeah. and went and went exclusively with Patreon. The problem was, remember, I was saying that uh, that whole shop rent thing had to happen i'm like right. i need every single cent to just make this happen well you what kind of this this is something i've always been curious okay. about in terms of monetization because yeah. we're technically monetized but okay. i see zero money from youtube okay we also have less than 300 subscribers okay. on our youtube channel you know what i mean uh-huh. so most of our income comes from patreon shows and merch yeah you know in fact most of it comes from patreon since we're only able to play once a quarter or whatever okay um so what has been your experience with with monetizing stuff on YouTube? Like it's like, it's nothing that you can count on to be a specific dollar value every single month. I will put it to you this way. A goal of mine for 2020 is to make $500 a month from Patreon, which actually we we've we've exceeded already. That's great. And $500 a month from uh YouTube AdSense. Uh, uh, money. We're not quite there yet. We make a couple hundred bucks. Sometimes we'll get we'll get more. So what is it? What does it take for you to get that? Is it just views or views? Yeah. Well, views. What, what are your average views right um, now? So I would say probably on average about fifteen hundred views every video. Okay. And sometimes we have more. So like one of our our, our most popular video far and away was one that we did called. How to make a super awesome guitar out of scrap wood. And that has like a hundred thousand views. Right. Unfortunately, it wasn't monetized when it, it was we, oh, we made that video no. before we started monetizing. So you you could um that would that would have been a good one to have. But right. we we make a couple hundred bucks every month from from AdSense. One thing that is really cool um with the live stream is we have super chat. So people can, you know. Uh, for so, for example, um, I'm sorry. A couple couple of weeks ago, it was uh, uh, my partner at the guitar shop, and I don't mean like we take windy walks together, but my <laughs> the guy who builds guitars with me at right. the shop. Um, it was his birthday, and and he turned fifty, and we were going to go to Casa Bonita for his birthday. Speaking, and we did. Speaking, speaking of Casa Bonita, uh, uh, uh. Andrew. Uh, Novik from Warlock Pinchers, who was here last week. That dude's hilarious. I, oh, you know, he, he works at NIST. Oh, does he? Yeah, he and I used to see each other all the time when I worked at NIST. He was our guest last week, uh-huh. and he was so, he was so fun. Mm-hmm. And we didn't, we didn't talk about it. It didn't end up making it in. But one of the things that he has, one of his recent projects, is he's celebrating his 300th wow. visit to Casa Bonita. He remade the diver pens. Nice. Like that's, he gave that to me. He made that. That's a, that's that's a cool. Casa Bonita diver pen, uh, the patch. And then he gave me a bunch of stuff for his film, John Bonet's Tricycle. He mm-hmm. gave me all this stuff like after we went off the stream. I just wanted to plug that in real quick. So, 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 uh, so anyway, so you go so, to Casa Bonita so for the we, 50th we birthday did a, party. We did a live stream right before we went to Casa Bonita for Chris's 50th birthday party. And people started sending in money for like 
margaritas and and oh really rounds of shit. So I think we made. 75 bucks that live stream just from people kicking in, you know, like what do you call it? It's a super chat. Super chat? Yeah, so you go to your YouTube thing and you want to enable super chat. You know who could look that up while we're talking? Gordo. <laughs> what? Can you can you look up super chat How for to YouTube? Do super chat. How do you do that? So that's if, really cool. So one of the one of the neat things about live streaming with uh, and taking comments and and you know kind of interacting with your audience that we've, we've discovered is, is absolutely invaluable, um, is, is the ability for super chat. So you can, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it, you know, so like last night we, we do a, we do a live stream every Sunday at five. Right. And, um, and I, we, so people will be like, Hey, you guys are drinking the wrong beer. Here's, you know, five bucks to go get right, something right. like halfway decent instead of that piss water. That's you're funny. Or, you know, here's $2. Cause I, I'm a cool guy. Well, whatever it is, you right, know, right, who right. knows? Who knows what? It's just a tip. It's basically the tip jar. While yeah, you guys, I mean, are in there's here. no poll, but we'll, yeah, we'll bear it all. <laughs> I mean, you know, so, so, yeah. From if there's money, we, we have to, we have to do. That's it, really so. cool. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's like you said, without Patreon support, there's, yeah, there's, there's, dude, there's it's no one thing that that you can do a lot with with uh, Patreon money that I'm starting to realize is. Just using it for your marketing expenses, you can do so much. Like, I have no trouble making stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm happy to make stuff. I'm happy to write songs. I'm happy to write comic books. I'm happy to organize projects. But what keeps it sustainable is marketing it. And no matter how you look at it, whether you're buying billboards or buying Facebook ads. Or you buying little put, cords to go to the... Or yeah, buying yeah. little cords. Yep. Just those little things, those 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 little operational expenses yeah. that, that come up, man. It goes such a long way. Dude, seriously, as soon as we get done with the episode, I'm going to back I, you on Patreon. I, I, I appreciate it more than more than you know. Yeah, yeah. The, the cool thing about Patreon, like we said, it's sort of like PBS, only with, with more, with more or beer. cheaper beer. Um uh, especially for me, because I, I like the nice stuff is totally wasted on me. But the whole the whole <laughs> thing of like, there's no paywall to watch my videos. You right. know what I mean? So you don't have to. But if 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 you want to take control away from the people who don't give a shit and put it in the hands of people who are actually passionate about what they're right. doing, whether it's making guitars or making cheese, I don't. You know what I mean? Right. Whatever. I'm sure there's probably four or five cheese makers on Patreon. I don't. Well, know. I I think I think also. A lot of what we see with regard to um, a dishonest narrative mm-hmm. in mass media and in social media and in the things that people are doing to control the narrative of, of yeah. things that go on in the world, most of that seems to happen because somebody is beholden to a corporation who pays their bills. Yeah. You know, I love that we live in an era now where you can say whatever you want and there are resources at your disposal to be able to not be beholden to anyone but the people mm-hmm. who support you. Mm-hmm. Or or you're only limited by your ability to generate the income by support. You know, yeah. there's not going to be some corporation that's going in and going like, hey, we heard what you said about the tobacco industry <laughs> and we, you know, we take exception to that. Yeah, or we heard we, what you said when you weren't on the show doing some other thing 10 years ago. Right. And, yeah. Well, I mean, there's like a huge issue right now with pandering to the Chinese market. Mm. Like, because corporations and media companies. That's Hollywood's fault. That's right. Hollywood's fault. Yeah. They 
because they need that money from the Chinese market. There's so much of it in there. The Chinese government can affect what is in an American Hollywood film. They can affect yeah. – like you, you, we saw this happen with the NBA is there was – he was like an owner of the Rockets or something hmm. like that, right? That Wolverine movie would have never gotten made. Right, right. Yeah. Or, um, or uh, there's, there's been – they actually changed the origin of a character for Doctor Strange. There's a character in Doctor oh, really? Strange who in oh, Doctor Strange yeah, yeah, yeah. is a Tibetan monk. Yeah. But because the Tibet situation mm-hmm. is kind of mm-hmm. with the Chinese government, they pressured Hollywood to cha- – the producers of the film to change it to a, a like a Celtic druid okay. uh, monk. And, and that's the thing that happens a lot. Like they'll the, – there was a thing in Iron Man where like uh, Iron Man had to go to a specialist in China. Because people really dug that. Okay. Or like when we had Blaine Cartwright from Nashville Pussy on, he was saying that the Miles Davis movie, the character that yeah, yeah. Uh, Ewan McGregor played is a fictional character okay. that they put in just so that Miles Davis would be playing alongside a white person so that Chinese audiences wouldn't reject Miles oh, Davis wow. as a main character. Huh. Like this is a real concern of people. And there was like a guy, uh, the owner of the Houston Rockets – tweeted in support of the home. That's the Mark, uh, what's his face guy? I, I can't remember the guy's name, but he okay. he tweeted in support of the Hong Kong protesters oh. and got a ton of, like, basically the Chinese government said. Oh, that was a fiasco. That was a fiasco. The Chinese yeah. government was like, we are getting rid of all these endorsements. Wow. We're getting rid of all this money. Like, you guys are cut off. And through the pressure of players, uh, mm-hmm. Like LeBron James was one of them that like yeah. like criticized this guy and and uh, you know corporate interests and things like that. The guy had to tuck his tail between his legs and wow. issue an apology. I want to say I remember hearing something about that, but I, I yeah no, yeah I, man. I would, I, it's only because yeah you're you're, you're what are they dude? Call it's that it's crazy. It's crazy, and it's like I love that we live in a time that there are at least options to be immune from that. Mm -hmm. Like the best, some of the best content channels and some of the best podcasts out there are by people who don't have ad dollars affecting what they say and they don't say. I'm a little bit bummed out that it's so cold right now. What do you mean? (laughs) So the other day I had, so, okay, hold on. I got another long way around the barn story. Okay. But I want to come I'm back. I'm coming to with you. Okay. I'm coming with okay. you. Okay. So this this summer, I started I started a campaign to bring cutoff shorts back, <laughs> and I got I got a bunch of grief on YouTube from people because they were I was because they they were cutoff shorts and like, oh nice jorts and I'm like they're not jorts they're cutoffs and so I started doubling down and by like August I was basically wearing Daisy Dukes right. every day. And I had a dream a couple of weeks ago where I was on the Joe Rogan podcast <laughs> and we were talking about cutoff shorts. And I'm like, fuck, well, it's too cold today to wear, to wear a cutoff. <laughs> so you but wanted- We, we could have, I, yeah, I, I, I'd be happy. We could custom And nobody make could stop shorts. us. No one could stop us. From talking about cutoff whatever shorts. Whatever we want. We could make our own cutoff shorts whenever we I want. I love that that's where your brain Viva went. Viva la yeah. jorts. Yeah, Viva la jorts. They're not jorts, dude. They're cutoffs. They're cutoffs. There's a big difference. Viva la cutoffs. Thank you. They're the same thing, Thank you. right? Oh, I got so much shit. Be- well, no, they're not the same thing. Jorts, jorts are like they're, If you jeans, get a hem from the factory that's like a short Those pant, are jorts. That's a jort. But if you take like 70s style 
jeans and cut, cut them, them off. off. And if you got the fray thing and you roll them up. And and like I say, I doubled down because I was getting so much grief. You could see the pockets poking out of mine. <laughs> yeah. I got I, a few pairs yeah, like that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, bring, bring cutoffs back. We're going to bring them back. I'm but, into it, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, no. so, yeah, so hey, I, I actually, so point, I actually sent a thing to the guy who books the Joe Rogan show and said that I had a dream about, you know, where I mean, he never got back. To of course that. not. <laughs> <laughs> That's great that you wrote him though. That's great. Hey, uh, so yeah, let's, let's talk about this guitar. Okay. Let's talk, uh, let's get to the tech talk to the, let's to the gear talk. porn stuff. Tell us about, uh, tell us about this guitar that we got and I'll, um, I'll bring the camera up and, okay. and a, uh, okay, cool. see if I can. Get it zoomed in there. Oh, look at that. That's a pretty high-speed techie thing. We can put it up on the table if you want. So this this particular model is, you know, every guitar player has their... I their, wonder if we can. Yeah. I, well, you Keep wanna, talking about it. Keep talking. Every, every guitar player has an instrument that they love. And as a guitar builder, you're continually asked to make stuff that you didn't design. Um, this is the exact opposite of that. This is, this is a guitar that... I designed, um, and it's 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 called uh, it's called the Challenger because it punches way above its weight class. But um, it's uh, so this this is this is our own our own design and our own take on you know something that looks that looks classic but also it feels a little bit different. And if your philosophy of use is you don't want to have the same guitar as everybody else does, this is a great option for you. Plus, it's badass. It's a really um, cool guitar. So this is there's a there's a lot of real kind of little subtle things happening with this, but the thing that I am one of the things I'm most proud of. I'm going to point out two things very specifically. Um, remember, I was talking about one of our popular videos being the scrap wood guitar. Right. Another popular video was was called "How We Do Fabric Top Guitars," and that's what this is. This is a fabric top guitar. That is fabric on top of the guitar. Whoa. And so I have inspired legions of dirty guitar builders to wander around Joanne Fabrics and scare, this the, is fabric? scare the little old this ladies. This inlay yeah. is fabric? It's it's actually, it's, it's not inlay. It's, it is just fabric. And it's from Joanne Fabrics. That's fucking awesome. That um, is so bitchin'. So now, now I'm not the first guy to do that. You know what I mean? But uh, well, but no, if you but, it's but if you really if you were cool. to Google search fabric top guitars, I would bet you I'm one of the first three things that comes up. Wow. Um. So we did a whole video series on how to do it, and and we've done like collaboration videos with other guitar makers to do it. Um. And it's just kind of a neat thing. Again, I'm not the guy who invented it. I just kind of you know took it and and forced everybody to to look at it again. Um, the other neat thing about this is this bridge was, um, this is a really, this is really getting in the weeds of like guitar nerdery, but this bridge here is actually one that I designed with a guy. And so that's actually a custom made piece of metal hardware that, that we had made specifically for us. You can't get that bridge anywhere else. What, what does it have that other bridges don't have? It's not that it has anything. It's just, it's just different enough. You know what I mean? Um, now, having said that you can't get it anywhere else, I wish to God you could get, you it, could somewhere get it somewhere else. else. Those bridges cost me about $150 a piece to make. And I wish that someone in Korea would go, hey, that's cool. We're going to counterfeit that. And then I could buy it for $11. Right, 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 but, right. Yeah, but as of right now, it's not popular enough that anyone's going to go swiping it. But yeah, it's just it's just a high mass. It's, it's, um, 
it's all it's made out of musical instrument brass. It's a little taller than a standard Fender stop tail bridge. Oh, cool! Um, and if you look in the end here, the string ball ends actually hide in the top in kind of a swanky hot rod feature. You know, if you if you're down with oh, hot yeah. rods at all, I see that there's like it's the little things that you don't notice right away that you go back and go. Oh yeah, and and so so that's one of the things that we try to do, and every custom guitar maker does that. They have little things that they do that right. make make that kind of separate their guitars uh, from from everybody else. So, um, so this is you know this is a classic mahogany back maple top, twenty four and three quarter, very Gibsony kind of a flavor set neck that kind of thing. You want to spin it? Around? You want to spin it around? So anyway. Look at that back. So yeah. Oh yeah. That's bitching. Yeah. Um, Look at that back. So it's anyway, beautiful. this is um, you know, and we now we still do Do you brand you brand your cover? Your, yeah, like, yeah. We actually do there? we have we have a, a, a brand that we brand all sorts of things with. Um and we do we'll we'll still do um you know, like if someone says I want a strat or so for example, uh, you know, Brett from from Hawk Attack and Born Ready's did a, uh we did a strat for him recently and and Chris Ray from Born Ready's we did a couple of V's for him. Right. Um and but a couple of people have challengers. Brett has a challenger, my friend Jeff LaQuatra has a challenger from Mr. Majestic's A Track Revival. Uh and so so we're we're hoping that this guitar catches on. Now it doesn't necessarily have to have a fabric top. We can do, you know, fancy woods or plain woods. And, we, and as a matter right. of fact, we have a lot of that stuff. If you go to the website, um, which is texastoastguitars.com, you can look at the gallery of guitars and kind of get an idea of some of the things that we can do. Um, That's du- so cool. Double necks are, by the way, our favorite thing to do. Yeah. We love making double necks. Um, but, uh, we also have, you know, like, like any, like any merch, you've got to have stuff that you can actually buy. And this is on the website right now. For Dude, I love this, man. Thank you. I love this guitar. The, the fabric is something that we're, I'm not going to say we're known for, but it, it, uh, it's, it's something that was really cool when, when we figured out a way to do it with oh, binding. It's classy, man. It, it's yeah, cool. It's, 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 so we took this to the, um, the, the summer NAM show in Nashville. And people were making a beeline for this guitar. You because you could see it across the hall because it's beautiful. And and there <laughs> there was there was I have a couple of pictures of girls who came. Can I take a picture of me holding that guitar? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Do you play? No, they just I wanna, just want to hold it because I think it just it looks, looks cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, that's so. cool, man. So if you have this guitar, I know for a fact that chicks dig it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's did, why did, we play the guitar, right? Did you guys go to? Um, Go to the Nam show in uh, in Anaheim this we year. We didn't go this year. No. Have you gone before? Oh yeah. What's yeah. been the response at the Nam oh, show? Oh, we have not. We have not exhibited at the Winter Nam show. It, the, the so have you been to Nam? I've been to the Winter one. Yeah. Okay. So you know what it's like. So the first year that we went to Nam was many many it's years just, ago. It's just floor after you, floor. You walk into the the first floor and you're like you're like. Oh, okay, so let's find the guitar stuff. And we wander around for four hours, and we get to the end. We're starting to get to like tubas and and shit like that, and we're like. You know, there's a, some we missed some stuff. Like where was Fender? Where was Gibson? Where was where was so so we ask a guy and we're like, hey, we need to find this booth here. It was Cower Guitars, and he's like, oh, that's downstairs. Downstairs? You mean there's more? Oh yeah, uh, and then there's three stories up. Well, yeah, yeah. What the shit? So it's like so you can spend a week there. Dude. So here is here is my my advice to people who have never been to Nam. If you need. If you've been drink, okay. First of all, pre-drink in the Disney parking lot. Oh yeah, before you get there. So oh it's yeah, the Garden Walk. Uh, that's our favorite thing to do. It. And at, if you smoke, bring night. edibles or a yeah. vape pen. Yeah, and then if Very you need, to, if you need to, and you will, if you need to take a dump, 
the place where the Baldwin pianos are, the top floor, that's the that's where the cleanest bathrooms are. Because by the time you get to the basement, it's like steerage on the Titanic. Yeah, There's yeah, like yeah. people snorting coke off of amplifiers and doing jigs. There's naked chicks. Oh, yeah, None yeah. of that stuff is happening, but but it might as well. Not be. in the piano section. Not though. no, where the like the ladies who are really little in evening gowns are like oh, yeah. playing all the time and they're really fancy. They're no. like, we went to the Nam. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the yeah. Bosendorfer corner. <laughs> yeah, right. Probably the cleanest bathrooms. I no, but what, what has been the response? that you've gotten on um on on going to these tra- like cuz so, you you have gone to the Summer Nam show yeah, right Yeah we, we we exhibited at the Summer Nam so Summer Nam is you could you could walk the entire floor of Summer Nam in 2 or 3 hours and see everything Do you feel like it's easier to be a bigger fish at that and like stand out if more cuz there's not as much going on If we went to there was a couple of reasons we went to um to, to summer name. One was I became a, a full-time guitar builder. Right. And you're like, <laughs> so I like, gotta go. Eh, fuck it. And we actually did a crowdfunding, um, uh, send us to Nam. Oh, that's so, cool. So, uh, we actually did a GoFundMe and, and we paid for our hotel, our gas. We paid for our, um, actually my sister bought us the booth. So that was, it was all, right. it was all paid for by, by people who watch us on YouTube. Yeah. Um, the nice thing about Summer Nam is, yeah, you you don't get gloss. It's it's hard. It's harder to get glossed over. You still can, right? But um, but well, there's I mean, there's Winter Nam, there's so much shit, and it's like it's like we have no business being at the at the Winter Nam show. We're, you don't we're with not, this type of work. We're man? not we're not big enough. No one right. knows us. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and we also had we had some friends who live in in Nashville and the Nashville area. So I have a friend of mine who I've known for a long time who lived here and moved moved to Nashville, and she was there and she came out and had dinner with us one night. Um, our very good friend Brian Nutter from Nutter Guitars lives in Nashville, and. We we met Brian at the Winter Nam show, and he he and I have the same pin router. Now, for those who are not woodworkers, it's this great big industrial tool that nobody uses anymore except for old right. school guys like me. And as it turns out, Brian has one too. So we met Brian there, and he's he like he recognized me from YouTube, and he came up and gave me this hug, and I'm like, hey man, and we you know we had like a like a hey, can you send me pictures of your pin router and like this little you know little secret pin router community. Right. Again, I didn't invent the pin router or, you know, bring it back to the uh, the mainstream. But if you look up pin router on YouTube, I guarantee you there'll be me, my my ugly, tiny, you know, brain on uh, um, uh, the first one of the first three videos. That's interesting. So so Brian comes up to us. And so so we're, we're like, hey, Brian, we're having a meet and greet with some of our Patreon guys here at the NAMM show. Do you want to come? He's like, yeah, sure. We have no idea who Brian is other than that he has a, a guitar shop called Nutter Guitars and he has a pin router. So we're hanging out with him and his buddy's there and, and we're like, he's starting to like, some names are starting to get dropped and we're like, wait a minute, Taylor Swift? What? So Brian used to play with Taylor Swift. Oh, no way. And Brian used to play with Keith Urban. And Brian used to like do a bunch of stuff in, in Hollywood and like produce all these bands. And I'm like, we have no business hanging out with you. You're way cooler than we are. So, um, but yeah, so there you just, every so often you get a little bit of that kind of stuff at the, at the winter NAM. But again, we have no business exhibiting yet at winter NAM. I don't know, man. I've seen some of the, there, I saw exhibitors the year that I went mm-hmm. that you could tell that they just had the money to buy the booth. Oh yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, there was, and there I'm was a guy there, being that guy. there was a I mean? guy there that had a booth where he had invented a thing that screws on around a microphone and it looks like just somebody cut down a tennis ball tube with <laughs> a with a uh, with a with a knife with a with an exacto knife 
and like drilled a hole down in the bottom of it so that it creates this little high lie scoop thing oh, so weird. you can hear your own voice when you're practicing. No He's way. He's like, why spend money on in-ear monitors <laughs> going when you like can just this. have this thing <laughs> that goes over your ear? And that guy that guy had a booth, you know? He had yeah. a booth and he had he had his marketing materials yeah. and he had his video, you know, like dude, you guys create amazing guitars. Like if you oh, guys you. like if you were able to get just a handful of the right people to play your stuff and Well, that's it, just it, June. isn't it? Yeah, it's getting getting the real problem is there's in 1989, I in my again in my tiny pea brain was going to be the next Paul Reed Smith. Right. Obviously, that didn't happen. But everybody who went to the guitar building school that I went to was had the same dream. Right. Right. You know, and it's really just who wants it the most and who's willing right. to stick it out. We've been super, super fortunate. But to, being so good that they can't ignore you goes a long way too. <sighs> like quality craftsmanship. Like this is a beautiful instrument. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. So what what kind of pickups are in that beast? Uh, right those there? are those are wound for us. Um, they're called pure juice pickups. Now, if you were okay, here's another long way around the barn story. Back in the seventies. When when skateboarding was was at its like second resurgence, you know, um, uh, I had a I had an uncle who was a few years older than me, old enough to like be into cool shit, but young enough to still relate to you know eight year old Matt, and he had a, 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 a it was his skateboard was a beef stick or a beef steak board, and he had Sims Pure Juice wheels. That was one of the first urethane wheels, <laughs> and I'm, I've always remembered like Pure Juice. That's rad. I really like that name. So. We have our pickups wound for us by a handful of different people, and these are our pure juice pickups. So where are, the, where are those guys out of? Uh, depends on who's winding them. Um, these were, I think these were wound by Jerry Centel. He's out of California somewhere. It, it, we got a handful of people who, who wind for us. Um, I've wound exactly four coils in my life, and what I discovered winding my own pickups was that there are guys – who wind stuff for us who have forgotten more about winding pickups in the last 10 minutes than I will ever know. Right. Yeah. Leave it to, you know what I mean? I'm kind of in a position where I need pickups rewound and I, and I, and I need some good, I need some good leads on that because I have an old Moserite that needs. Yeah, I was just going to oh, ask you. Oh, you have a Moserite. Wow. Yeah. There's there's a couple of people who I actually just got an email from Ed Elliott. Um, I bet you I can. I'll, I'll give you his his information. He's Sweet. he worked at he worked for Semi Mosley for a while, and again a guy who I have no business knowing or hanging out with, but he he for some reason he likes what we do. So uh, we actually made a bunch of Moserites. We made a. Um, have you ever had Ryan Chris on the podcast? No, I want to have him. We on. did it. We did a double neck Mose right for Ryan Chris. That's that badass. It's, it's too heavy because you know he's they're kind of streamlined in their like what they can take to gigs and stuff, so it doesn't really make very many appearances. But. Right, dude. I would love. I, I want to have Ryan on. Mm-hmm. Actually, you started talking about. Um, Sorry, yeah. No, you started talking about GoFundMe, uh-huh. and it got me thinking about something having to do with Ryan Chris. Actually. Okay. I don't know if you saw recently, he was kind of posting to the Colorado uh, original music community. In fact, he might have just posted it just broadly online on Facebook, where he was getting feedback from people on their feelings about crowdfunding. Mm-hmm. And he that basically, they've got an opportunity to go to a couple festivals over in Europe. Mm-hmm. And he was asking what people's thoughts were on crowdfunding a tour. And there, I was surprised at how controversial it was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something where people were like screaming at each other or anything, but there was, there was some serious debate going yeah. on about it. 
Yeah. What was your experience in using that platform in particular, using GoFundMe? Because when I think GoFundMe, mm-hmm. the argument I made when, when I was talking, first of all, I was like, you should go mm-hmm. by any means necessary. Go have an amazing time, book a ton of support shows, do everything you can, get the most out of it, make a ton of merch, play for as many people as you can, do as many yeah. interviews as you can, go, go, go. It's it, it, for, it, for no other reason than to have the experience and have fun and go do it. And then there's a lot of people who are doing that. Make sure you get a contract in the money. And if yeah. they're not going to pay your expenses and then a lot, but then a lot of the discussion was people who either didn't like the idea of crowdfunding at all mm-hmm. for creative endeavors or specifically didn't like the use of GoFundMe because as a platform, it's more associated with like people like oh, like charitable medical yeah things. charitable yeah. givings or things yeah. like that so what was your experience with and what are what are some of your thoughts I, on and on someone who has used it and come out the other side i have n- i have not had any bad experiences with any crowdfunding at all whether that be gofundme or patreon right you know i mean i've i've heard of of people who i support on patreon like e-begging you know, and and that and that's that. I've I've not ever had that because again, there's there's no paywall. It's just look if you're interested in this and you want to you know let me know or you want right. to let Aaron know or you want to let Gordo know or you want to let whoever has you know this thing that that we want to keep we want to see you keep doing it because we know that right. that that it costs money to do things then. You can pay for it, but if you can't, that's cool. Right. Um, it's not like I'm. No one's holding a gun to anyone's head and saying, "Hey, look, if you want me to, you know, totally, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do." The, the funny thing is, I hear a lot. Um, not on my, not from my patrons, but I hear people say things like, "Well, that's really cute that you're getting other people to pay for your hobby." One of the things that that we, <sighs> one of the things that we we got a lot of a lot of juice. From the new shop space, is it added a, a an air of legitimacy, legitimacy. to what we yeah. do? Well, um, even even still, it's like first of all, that is a, such a flippant remark, and it is yeah. it is from someone who. But but I've 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 heard of people. I, it's not it's never been directed at me because right. we've always been but like the people who do criticize it. That yeah. that that is one of the criticisms yeah. that come out yeah. for people. It's like it's like the whole art thing that's going around. There's a meme or something. It's like, hey, I'm an artist, and and what do you think about this? I don't think anybody will pay you for it. Will you give it to me free? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I um I don't know, man. Like, I really like investing in people's work. Yeah, I like. You know, your money's going to go somewhere. Uh-huh. If I was, and, and I've made this argument before, if I was a religious person, you know, I would pay tithing. Mm-hmm. You know what? A lot of devoutly religious people, sure. they give five to 10% of their income to their church. Yeah. It's like, well, I believe in the power of creativity and in, mm-hmm. in the power of, of mastery. And I like to see people cultivate mastery. Yeah. Like, that's cool to me. And if I can take really a small amount of our income. Like with us investing in other people, I I mean, I, I back a Kickstarter here and there. I back a, a, a GoFundMe here and there, whatever it is, you know, a few bucks. Yeah. Just it's fun to throw into helping something make something, a re- somebody make something a reality. The, the, you know, the, I don't look at it it's as remarkable like funding someone's what hobby. People can, can do when you get enough people giving a buck. 
you know, that's why I'm like, even a buck a month goes a long way to helping oh, yeah. us bring people content and, and share what we know. And it's such people. a small percentage of the population. Yeah. yeah. Like, some of that stuff too is like is like a PayPal money and it's like a dollar a PayPal money for this out of the other and and yeah it goes a long like way. Like getting just being able to like get a percent of a percent of the yeah. market share. Yeah. You know, it's like you can do so much with so little. If you yeah. get like 10,000, I, th- I think of like kind of a, a 10,000 goal. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm like, man, wouldn't it be cool if we had – 10,000 people that yeah. backed us at a dollar a piece. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Yeah. You could do so much with that. Oh, yeah. You couldn't re- you know, you couldn't retire with that, but you could run your you yeah. could run your band. It would be it would be unbelievable what you could do and with. and create so much yeah. stuff. There's how of, many how many billion people are there on the planet right now? I know. And it's such a yeah. small percentage of the population. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, the whole crowd, the crowdsource, crowdfunding and, and, and helping people pay for that. I've never had any issues that are negative. Um, we didn't get and the only, the only thing that we got was people who said, I really want to help you out, but I don't want to go through this company, uh, this company for whatever reason. So and like, we've had that and people so, have like, given people us have, cash. Yeah, or people, people sent check. One guy sent us a, like a, this, this craptastic guitar and was like, well, maybe you can sell it. And we did. And we had a buddy gave us an old mo- motorcycle once. Yeah. Yeah. It's you just, know. it's, it, again, it's like, well, all right, well, let's fucking make, make something out of, well, out and of people, this. People want to, sorry, put this down. Real quick. Okay. Yeah. The other thing is, is I, I'm going to, I'm going to preempt you. I think people want to feel like they're part of something. And, right. and one of the things about shows like yours and shows like mine is people can feel like they're they they have a say in it or they they've got a stake in it they, exactly yeah they've got a dog in that hunt and that's a cool thing well it's like it, it's almost the same psychology of like some of my favorite bands are bands that we've played with on tour mm-hmm. when we would go on tour in regular rotation would be CDs of bands that we played with that we yeah. really respect yeah that's you at know, the shop there's a bunch of like all the local bands dude and that that's cool yeah. and so it's like you feel like a kinship with them and it makes you enjoy their stuff mm-hmm. more and I find that even though like the people that I back on like Patreon even though I don't engage with most of their content yeah. even though I'm not checking their Patreon feed all that much I'm proud that I am assisting in some way with the trajectory of their career yeah that's a cool thing you know and I, it, it, it's, it's never been that accessible. You know what I mean? Like That's right. So we, we had a couple of, of negotiations with this company out of New York called Optimum Productions. And there was talk of doing a TV show about a bunch of knuckleheads in a guitar shop doing a bunch of knucklehead shit. It obviously oh, like, didn't work out, but wouldn't that have been cool? The, the old, the old reality TV <laughs> fucking yeah. like show by numbers yeah. type, type of yeah. thing. And yeah. I would still love to have that show. By Either the way. it's a tattoo shop yeah. or a gun <laughs> yeah. shop. By the way, little non sequitur. Uh-huh. We are very good friends with Vince from the show Sons of Guns. I Vince actually told me that because we're building a yeah, guitar yeah, for Vince. Yeah, that's right. You're yeah. building a guitar for yeah. Vince. I totally forgot. And it broke in the mail. It, it, it broke, broke in, in post. shipping. Yeah. Vince told me that, dude. Yeah. We're actually, I, that we just actually came back to me that you, I know, I, I that totally you built a guitar for Vince. Yeah. Vince is a cool guy. Um, I love that guy, man. Um, and but a, you got you were you were kicking around the idea of a... Well, anything that we can do to to put the word out about what we do is, so you were you were into it oh absolutely and I'm, right. I'm still into it today if it happens and I don't, I don't know that it will or won't but right um, but the funny thing is like the how well how do you support 
that you go out and buy Pepsi or I mean, you know, right? Like, exactly. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Right. Some advertiser pays for it. Like yeah. when you look at budgets for, because I mean, here at the studio, we mm -hmm. have to pitch budgets all the time yeah. to clients. And when you look at what goes into a budget sheet, yeah, I'm like, I see that stuff and I go, God, if I could get half of that. Do you know oh, right. what I could do? Yeah. If I could get half of that, we could put out a motion comic once a mm -hmm. month. We could go tour Europe. We could get a yeah. new album done. Like we could buy this new piece of equipment. Dude, I see that and my yeah. mind just starts spinning. It it's not coming, this thing where you're like- It keeps coming back to, you need to take the control and the power away from the, the people, people who, who don't, don't give a shit. Give a fuck. That's right. right. Yeah, I hate to be a broken record, but it's no, true. No, it's true. And, and, you know, it's like, you talk about, well, it's really cool that people are, are paying for your hobby or whatever. Or, or, you know, I think people have this image of like, oh, so what? I'll just pay your bills and you can, you can just go lay on a beach <laughs> well, all day. Are, these are clearly yeah. people that have never worked on anything like that. They, they, they yeah, have right, worked the on that are trying to put a creation it. into yeah. the world, have no concept. Like they're just, yeah. they just want to go, you know, like they're like, okay, yeah, they want to, they want to criticize you for doing that, you know, but. You end up they, having they have to be no framework for right, understanding right. that, you know. You end up having to be resourceful and that's a good thing and it makes you better at what you do. Yeah. But I can't tell you how many times I've been like, "Man, I have no shortage of ideas mm -hmm. of projects and fun things we could do and oh, wouldn't it be great to do an album like this and oh, wouldn't it be great to bring this person in and have them do this and have this person mix it and wouldn't it be great to make a music video for this? Yep. And, oh, man, I have so many cool ideas." Mm -hmm. And then go, "Well, I you guess know, we'll what kind of disposable income do I have this month? It's like, it's like I, I can make it out of construction paper, I guess. Yeah, what's I the best I can do of, with what I got? And yeah. Sometimes, yeah. And, so, and I mean, sometimes that creates very cool stuff. And but there's you're doing, something to be said for you that. You know what, though? You're doing, you're, I think you're doing a great job doing the best you can with what you got. Thank you. I look I around that. and I'm like, well, fuck, man. There's all kinds of neat well, shit. Well, there's all kinds here. of fun stuff here, but that's because of the relationship I have with the Nug Nation people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Some of the equipment that's, I own, but most of this equipment you know in here. That's the thing that I tell, I tell guys all the time who are like, Whoa, sure would be nice to have all that, all those great tools in that big shop. I'm like, well, I wasn't fucking born with all this no. shit. You know, it took me a long time. And I'm like, make friends with a cabinet maker. Yeah. Take a six pack of beer to a guy and ask if he can, you know, right. run some stuff, some of your wood thing through his joiner, through his planer or whatever. And Teach me how to you, use it. You'll be surprised at where you can, maybe not right away, maybe not the first guy you talk to, but you'll be, you'll be surprised right. as you know, how far well, human a case of beer goes on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or how far a, a booking hookup goes. Yeah. Or how far a conversation goes. Yeah. Or how far just a, just a relationship goes. Yeah. You know, everything that we have been able to do didn't come from some cigar smoking guy with a pony nub yep. who like pushed a button for us. It yeah. didn't happen from like some agent that was like, I'm going to make you a star. Yeah. Like... None of that has happened. Everything that we have done. I'm hoping that within done, like five or 10 years in the future, I'll be an overnight success. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm, that's my, Dude, that's my e goal. Everyone, like everything that I have been able to do in my career, which to me seems like, you know, like, like an anthill, mm -hmm. you know, it just doesn't, it doesn't seem like a ton to me. Yeah. You know, I certainly treat it like it's a mountain and I climb it like sure, it's a mountain, sure. but in the grand scheme of things, it's this really small thing. Everything that I've been able to do has come from making a friendship with someone yeah. or trading services in some way or promoting someone else or, or, or just 
being a nice person. We've been unbelievably know? lucky when it comes to the relationships that we've that we've made. It, in in my personal life, like I say, my my wife. Without my wife, there's there's no shop. Right. Um. Without uh my partner at the shop, Chris, there's no shop. Without your band, there's no without, shop. Yeah. Because so yeah. much so much of the business that's that you're a, that's getting a problem is people with, that you with know like with cataloging world. people that I need to thank for everything is I I'll forget somebody and right and, right yeah and unfortunately it's usually one of the easy ones that I forget, but um yeah you're right yeah without without the band and absolutely. You know, when you start to think about, well, what made you do this? It was this, it was, I can remember the day that I was, you know, where we played at Bar Bar and there was this great show. And right. if it wasn't for that show, then this other thing wouldn't happen. If that thing wouldn't happen, then there's, right. yeah. So. Right. Yeah, man. But. Yeah, man. It's a, uh, it's, it's a, it's a we pretty. All, we all pretty, feel that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of the people watching feel that too, man. I hope yeah. so. I hope so. And yeah. I hope that they, yeah, that they, they get, uh. <clears throat> that that they that they realize that that they have that ability too to help somebody out. Maybe they don't even know it, and maybe they don't think they're doing anything. Well, we talked really we, we talked about um, before we went on on the air. Yeah, we were talking a little bit about the power of just getting started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, instead of like getting ready to get ready, mm-hmm. you know where where you're doing all this preparatory stuff, trying to get something perfect and exactly how you want it. Because, yeah. man, especially nowadays with the way people are consuming content, there is nothing worse than spending years creating something mm-hmm. to put it out into the open market and see it get... See it get fizzled, yeah. Just yeah. see it like... Like it's it's almost like setting off a bunk fire fi- uh, firework. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, just like you throw it out and it's like the packaging's all cool. <laughs> and it's like, it's like the Exploder 4000 and you like lay it down and you light it up and it just goes. Yeah. Yeah. Like how many people, so I don't know what you think about this, but I watch, I I, I don't watch guitar making videos because the last thing I want to do after building guitars for, you know, I, I only work half to days. learn To learn something that is. Th- then, yeah. Yeah. So, so I only work half days. So after my 12 hours in the shop, because you know, there's 24 hours in it. Right, right, right. Um, I uh, the last thing I want to do is 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 do guitar. So, but I watch other videos and I'm like, what the fuck is this 45 second or one minute long intro? Get to the fucking point, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and guys spend all this money and time and making it really cool and all this wowie zowie shit. And you know, I got shit to do and I can't spend right. You know, a bunch of time watching your dumb intro. That's thing. my pet peeve about like, like guitar videos, videos mm-hmm. in, in yeah. general. It's just like, you know, because I'll every now and then I'll look up things, you know, like I, I won't know what I'm doing with a certain, you know, feature of Pro Tools. And so I'll have to look it up. Oh, yeah. You have to <laughs> sit through the guy's thing. And yeah. You're just like, uh, you know, not too long ago, I was doing a documentary on chimpanzees uh-huh. in the wild. <laughs> and uh, I came across this feature that you might really, hey, uh, if you click this button here on the lower left portion yeah. of the screen, you can watch my sizzle reel can, for this thing that yeah, I'm about yeah, to do. Yeah, you can watch my chimpanzee video, yeah. and, and, and then, yeah. then you're like fast forwarding, and it's just like funny thing about chimpanzees. <laughs> and you're like, and you're like going, and you're like, where are you getting to the fucking yeah. point? Get here, to the dude. fucking meat and potato. The, dude. The, the the best ones are always like some guy in his living room that is just like 
it has like terrible production, but is like gets right to the point. And like when you're mm-hmm. watching like a guitar instructional mm-hmm. video, it's like, okay, so this is the riff from da 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 da. He pretty much starts out like this, like breaks it down for you immediately. Some of I that stuff, that. like like having a little bit of production value, goes a long way. You got to yeah, have a little. You want it to bit. look good. You, you know, want it you to. You got to have good. a touch, but you don't have to go over the top, right? Um, and that's yeah, that's the thing. Just just fucking get started. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, with this, like with this podcast, we're coming up on a hundred episodes, mm-hmm. and with our, I'm band, a little bummed out that I'm I'm ninety four. I was kind of hoping that a bad I'm one? sure. No, I'm sure you got like a big plans for who like the you know the centennial. Podcast is going to be, but I'm. I'll I'm tell you a trade secret. The, the the hundredth episode. Yeah, it's it's Mikey from Nug Nation. Is okay, come on. We got okay. better. He that spot. We got yeah, better figured, just yeah. for you, man. We did get we better. Got better <laughs> just for you. I'm having a blast hanging out with you guys. Well, Thanks for having me. Of on. course, really dude. Fun. Thanks for coming, dude. It's awesome. Man. I'm My excited. I'm excited about everything we do at one of these because it's like, oh, we got this new toy. Yeah. Let's try this out. We got this yeah. new feature. Try it out. And like Gordo, there's a whole nother side of this. This with Gordo, where, I agree with him. By the way, with what? Whatever Gordo's doing. Oh yeah, no, he. <laughs> well, he he even gets to flex his production nuts sure. on the back end when he's doing the post production, and he adds in. I love flexing my, my production, production nuts. Flexing nuts. <laughs> yeah, man. No, it's it's super fun, and it's it's like we wouldn't be able to do this were it not for the band. Yeah. Which, you know, we've met all these people over the mm-hmm. years. Every guest that I've had on the show has been someone that we've just met through the world of music. Cool. And all the stuff that we've done in music has been people that we've met through doing this or yeah. through through working at different bars or different restaurants sure, in sure. the area. It's all just been it's all Do you remember the, that time that you were in Hawk Attack for one song? I was in Hawk Attack That's for right. one song. That's right. We, I did um, Let, Let There, there Be, be rock. rock. Yeah. With ACDC. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, that was back when I had the the natural mullet because my <laughs> the hair in the back grows in faster than the hair on top because I'm losing my hair. And you're like, you're like, dude, that guy looks just like Bon Scott. <laughs> dude, that's because I had the when duck I, tail. When I moved here, or actually before I moved here, I saw Hawk Attack play and I you was did? like, this is You're one. the one? I was like, no, is it Three Kings? I'll remember it clear as day. I was like, this band is fucking legit like they're really good <laughs> i remember that too. and then like and then i'm just like you know okay when's the next show when's the next show yeah. and it was it was a really long time before mm-hmm. i had a chance to see you guys play we, again we don't we don't actively do anything when i sought you guys you guys are fucking great though i sought you guys out that. I, I actually hired pat shalou to do our original oh, paul. yeah 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 or paul yeah, yeah. paul not, not pat i got i hired paul shalou yeah to do our original logo because mm-hmm. I liked what he did with yours. Yeah. And I saw you guys around and I was like, I remember seeing your stuff and being like, oh, this is the band in town that we <laughs> should be playing with. This is the band we that always, is like- you, you guys are better than than us. You have more of a draw than, than well, we will we, ever have. I was following you guys though and I, I wrote you guys. Do you know we have been Hawk Attack since- you were in fourth year freshman. I know that. Not fourth year, fourth year freshman. I know that. Yeah. 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 And, and actually, you've got the best logo too. The, the upside down, the upside Van, down Van Halen logo is <laughs> so legit. It's pretty good, man. No, I mean, I was I was seeking you guys out early on when we did our rebrand because we were like, we need to play with the, <laughs> like, we need to play with the right we bands. Need, we need some guys who do beer commercial rock. Exactly, yeah. dude. And I saw your logo and I was like, I can tell just by looking at their logo that they're in the same... It's same neighborhood as us, and I found Paul. Yeah, through that. So and, you know, yeah. So it's been it's been this will be thirteen years now. Same three guys, same three chords. 
when we, we had a MySpace page. It's been so long. Um, yeah, you guys, I think I probably found you guys on MySpace. Probably, yeah. We, um, I remember I was, I was in another band at the time and, uh, and I wanted to do something more aggressive and I was going through Craigslist and I think I put an ad on Craigslist and it was have, have bass, will travel. I'd like to say I'm into everything from ACDC to ZZ Top, but really I just like those two bands. Right, right. And Brett like contacted <laughs> me like the, and we've been BFFs, you know, I mean, ever since. So he contacted you oh, right yeah. away. Because you know That's Brett. Great. I mean, he's, he's, he's like, like, oh, yeah, perfect. right on. Yeah. Man, did you guys, have, it's just been you same three guys this yeah. whole time. Yeah. We actually had a fourth guy for a while. And, I think I and, remember that. Yeah. And he he stopped. So we just were a three piece after that. We didn't want to add a new guy. That's really cool. We, man. we have added a guest vocalist. One or two times, yeah. I, you know. I got to jump up and, and do then that uh, and then Brett actually had uh, had a a bizarre roller disco accident and couldn't play the guitar for six weeks, and so Paul Chaloux was actually in oh, Hawk Attack in with you guys, for, yeah, really, yeah. And some of the more drunken Hawk Attack shows of all time, we had Paul Chaloux was uh, dude. Paul's great, man. He's he's so much fun. Paul and Carrie are always oh, dude. Always they good. they came and saw us play at, at City Hall once once a long mm-hmm. time ago, and they were just the friendliest, most that place that nice. used to be right by the old Gart Brothers thing because yeah. I think I. I think I was there. You were probably and, there. And um and because that was before I knew who who Paul and Carrie were. Yeah, yeah. I think Brett and I were both there like New Year's Eve or something. Maybe. It was something. Yeah. It was like a New Year's Eve yeah, party. Like Halloween or something. or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was super fun. And I, I met them out in the crowd and they were just the nicest goddamn mm-hmm. people, man. Mm-hmm. Just so cool. I know Brett and I have both uh taken advantage of um Paul. Both taken advantage of Paul. Both taken advantage of Paul. I actually well, that's true too. But I was gonna say we we uh we we took some life coaching from uh from Carrie Pastine. So. Dude, she's great. I have yeah. her book, man. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I, I was one of the I was one of the early readers uh, of her book. And you probably Gave her twenty bucks in crowdfunding to yeah. get a copy just to like get her book made exactly absolutely yeah. yeah so see yeah I think Ryan Chris should should go for it yeah I it. think you should go for it Ryan if you happen to be watching this man go for it I would recommend for doing a tour either Kickstarter or like Indiegogo the cool thing about Indiegogo is. Even if you don't hit your goal, you get the money. I think with Kickstarter, you have to hit uh, your goal. What, what, I can't remember what we used, but we got the money. Even if we we made the goal, but we didn't go fund. Go fund me. I think you get yeah. the get it no yeah. matter what. I'm just thinking in terms of like. Oh, I see what you mean. Like what if they'll you say, attract. The I most want ten to. grand, and if you make nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars, you get jack shit. Right? I, I think that's the way it works with okay. Kickstarter, something like okay. that. But but hey, if Ryan Chris decides to crowdfund their tour to Europe, you Why better not? bet your ass I will back you yeah. up on that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, uh, Matt, I really appreciate you coming on the show I, and I hanging out, dude. So much fun hanging I, out. I, with you guys. I'm sorry it took us so long to get started. I'd love to have you back another Shit time. Shit happens. A, you know, any, you just gotta. I, I'm not doing anything, but you know, but the Lord's work. No, I'm, I'm, I'm busy, but I'm always available to do stuff like this. That, cool, that man. Is such it's, fun. It's really let's been. Get, a joy let's get both of you guys in here next time. Both, both who guys? But both of you at the shop. Oh, you know, I so I asked Chris if he wanted to come. Chris is is uh, he. He's a funny guy because he, he – I say funny, he's you fucking mean like hilarious. He's funny. No, I mean he's fucking hilarious. He's like – he's got that real dry sense of humor and like he'll zing me all day long. I won't even know it because, again, I have a tiny pea brain. But right. yeah, he's way smarter than me. We so. should bring him next time. <laughs> yeah. Next time we have him on the show, I want to see you get roasted. Uh, you'll, you'll, yeah, it'll happen. It'll cool. happen. So do we have – do we have – Time for me to plug a few. Yeah, I was actually, that was things. the next thing okay. I was going to ask you is right. to tell people where they can find you, plug whatever you want to plug, man. So, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it. So um, a couple of things that we're doing now that the new space has afforded us is classes. Um, so we've been doing um, build your own guitar classes. Right. In fact, last Saturday, um, we did a 
build your own guitar body class. That was great fun. Everybody gets to come and design their own thing or make something that, you know, right. already exists and they get to make it. They get to use all of our tools. We, um, we rent shop space. So if you if no shop, no problem. We've got, uh, we've got table space for people to come in and work on guitar cool. projects or woodworking really stuff cool. like that. Um, so if you want to see us, you can go to our website and that's texastoastguitars.com. Um, I have, you know, there's lots, lots and lots of pictures. There's, I do a, a shop blog that is mildly amusing every so often. Right. Um, uh, let's see. We have our YouTube channel, which is if you just look up Texas Toast Guitars on YouTube, I'm sure that it will automatically populate. And um, we're, that channel is growing. It, I remember when we had fewer than 100 subs. And I remember the day we got a hundred and I remember right. the day we got a thousand and I remember the day we got 10,000 right. and it's, 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 it's just a remarkable thing. So that's at, so cool, man. We're at 14,000 now. Yeah. It, it's awesome. It's way cool. And I'm like, I can't, people actually stop me at the, not many, every, but it happens. A sometimes. handful of people will stop me at the name show and be like, Hey, I saw that video. And, and I'm positively humbled by that because that's I, I'm awesome. like, why are you watching my dumb ass do anything? But well, you know what you're that talking we do about that and you're entertaining people. So. And we try, yeah, we try to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, so we that's try, awesome, like dude. I say, we try to do something that at least resonates with people. Oh, and then what's going on with Hawk Attack? Um, I, I don't know. We're practicing on Wednesday. We practice every Wednesday. So, <laughs> so if you happen to be at the practice space, yeah. So yeah. So we, on Wednesday, we practice and we get. It's funny because I've known those guys for so long. Like um, our drummer has three daughters now, and I've known them their entire lives. And 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 you know, Brett has a son, and I've known him since he was two. Yeah, and man. he's he's like driving a car now. It's just it's just funny. Dude, funny it, shit. it just I've stays. A, guys. It stays a family. Brett and Mike are are. It's it's and like I don't see them all the time, but when I do, it's like you know we fight sometimes, but most of the time it's just it's you know. There's this there's this and you guys have a similar thing that we have was like I think there's this outdated idea that it's like oh you get married and you have kids it's just it's done mm-hmm. you know eventually guys drift apart and you get old and you should find something else and if it hasn't happened yeah. by this time blah blah blah. And but I'm sure that can happen. It can happen, but you, like, have a, you have a son now, right? I do have a son. Cool. Ty has two kids, and like we, you know. We just keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, we we have hit all those crossroads with bands. We've hit all those yeah. hurdles. And it's just like, okay, we lost a member or we lost another member or somebody went through a divorce yeah. or somebody's life fell apart for a minute or somebody had an injury or somebody moved or somebody had a kid or somebody yep. got married. It's like, and at every point, it's like, you guys want to <laughs> keep going? Like, sure, let's keep going. There's been three guys in Hawk Attack. There's been two marriages, two divorces, a handful of yeah, all all in the span of. And the, the one thing that's remained consistent is Hawk Attack. Yeah, <laughs> it's the longest relationship you'll have. It's, sometimes it prob- I've, I've known those guys for for longer than than a lot of other people. Yeah, so man. it's a very cool thing. But yeah, the shop is going great. Uh, I couldn't do it without my wife and without Chris, who who basically does everything cool that we do in the shop. Chris does. Yeah. Um, I have so many buddies who have helped us. Uh, Mike Learn at Learn Guitars, Brian Nutter at Nutter Guitars, and a whole bunch of other people who I, I forgot and I won't be able to name. So if, it's not because I don't love you. It's because I forgot because I'm <laughs> on the spot. Um, the other thing is a bunch of the people who They're play, gonna they are going to be pissed. Um, the people who play the guitars, we didn't really get into that, but you know, Brett from Hawk Attack and Born Ready's, Chris from Born Ready's, um, Bart and Jen from Throttlebomb and Messiahvor, whatever that praise band that they have is. Isn't that like a religious band? Which, Messiahvor? Yeah. 
No, I don't. Th- no, isn't that like? Oh the, yeah, yeah, it's the gospel. Yeah, the gospel isn't that like the, the like what would Jesus eat? <laughs> it's the, the yeah. Messiah vor diet. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what Jesus what would you eat? I yeah, don't yeah. know. Yeah, <laughs> which Messiah would you eat? Which Messiah is right for your body type? Well, is, that's right. Um, yeah, Jeff, we've, we've, Jeff we've had Jen and, from. Yeah, I remember yeah, that one. We had Jen Bard on the show. It was great, man. It so was we fun. did. Uh, oh man, um, um, Jeff from Mr. Majestic. I, I'm missing a bunch already. Um, Brad Davis from Fu Manchu actually has a couple of our guitars. What? Yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, that's rad. Um, so there's a bunch of people who have really been been good to us, and guys who are following me on on YouTube and have Vince Knuckles made for us. Vince Knuckles. Vince Knuckles. That's right. That's right. I hope that maybe you could get Vince on here, because Vince is kind of a spooky guy, dude. If Vince comes out for a can visit, you imagine if you were the UPS guy that showed up with Vince's brand new guitar? He was waiting six months to get, and it was all busted, all the fuck, dude. We used to like, we used to go to Vince's me. place in Gomez, Louisiana, uh-huh. and get drunk. And box, yeah. and shoot assault yeah. rifles, uh-huh. and set fires, and leg wrestle, mm-hmm. and punch each other, <laughs> and go to go to like drive-through daiquiri stands, mm-hmm. and take drugs, and like, dude, I've I've known Vince since my crazy time. He asked me, he's like, "Do you know the guys in MF Ruckus?" I'm like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, I know those dudes." And he's like, "Oh, we we had so much fun hanging out with those guys," and yeah, <laughs> dude, and that, Jim, like, Jim Fuller is another buddy of of I can't I can't not. Thank Jim Fuller because he's uh, – we're actually doing a guitar for him right now that looks cool. like a – Anyway, so go back go back to Vince. No, no, just – I mean, it was just really funny that, that you guys I'm happened so, to be – I'm so – I was sick to my stomach when he told me and I saw the pictures of what happened. Oh, yeah. He sent me a picture of that. It was a real heartbreaker, yeah. man. So we're that actually building him uh, – we built him another one exactly like it. We have we still have the original fucked up one right? because UPS, who are dicks – that's going to be another video that I'm going to do, which is – Top secret things that UPS wants to fuck you with and doesn't want you to know about. Right. We insured that guitar for the full value, which was over three grand. And they're fighting. They're fighting it? Oh, yeah. yeah, They're fighting. Um, And and the most they're going to give us is a thousand bucks. Fuck that. What a bunch of assholes. So if you you ever ship anything UPS and you insure for more than a thousand dollars, the driver has to come pick it up. I'm like, where the fuck does it say that? Right, right. And there's like in some like little tiny, teeny print that says that, yeah, the driver has to come get it. So, yeah. And now. That's horseshit. It's, it, it, you know, and a small shop like us, we can't afford to do that all the time. No. You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing is, is whoever's got the best lawyer wins in that type of situation. Yeah. It's the and worst. And whoever, man. you know, can, can stick it out the longest. They right. kind of got you by the, by the balls. Oh, yeah. If you're willing. Yeah. It's like uh, we had to sue a guy a few years ago who um, kept a damage deposit on an apartment we were supposed to move into. Uh-huh. And we never moved into. Oh, jeez. And the guy was just a drunk and just spent our money and never finished right. the project and all this stuff. And it's like, we sued him, but eventually we had to, and we won in court. Yeah. And we're, we were entitled to treble damages uh-huh. and all this extra money. And like, it was this huge thing. But then it's like, how are you going to collect? Now go get it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? It's like, we had to wait until a third party guy mm-hmm. went and was buying up everybody's claims yeah. so that he could collect it and was like paying people off for their claim. Like that's like, wow. You know, it, whoever's <laughs> got the right lawyer or whoever, whoever's willing to tough it out, man. Uh, it's like, they're not going to come to the guy's house and like put him in handcuffs and be like, you're going to yeah, sit in jail. Break, break your thumbs until yeah, you yeah, yeah, debtor's yeah. prison. For- <laughs> yeah. You're going to go to debtor's prison. It's not going to happen. He knew like, dude, he laughed when we served him the papers. Sure. Sure. He laughed. Come get it. Yeah. Uh, well, he's like, whatever you think. It, and dude, and they told us they were like, they're like, you are like one of 20 people who has a lean on this guy. Oh. 
It's like, so, that sucks. you know, even if we liquid, liquidated all his assets, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, there's going to be an order. Yeah. 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 You know? And you, you might get, yeah, you might it's get it. It's so taste. fucked up, dude. Yeah. It makes me worry a lot less about my old, like outstanding. I think we've all creditors. done stuff we're not proud of, but eh, yeah. I, I, I bounced a couple dozen <laughs> checks to Pizza Hut as a teenager. <laughs> you know? <laughs> It costs them more than the pizza. Yeah. Oh, well. Hey, uh, Matt, it's been great having you on, man. It's been my it's, pleasure. It's been great Thanks talking with you. We, we never get to talk like this. So. We don't. Yeah. It's like this is the, I think the longest conversation we had before this was at that bar where we played last time before your son was even born. Yeah. I don't even remember the name of that bar, but where, how long ago oh, the fuck it was. Oh, um, Monkey Barrel, probably. Monkey Barrel, that's You it. guys were playing at the Monkey yeah. Barrel, and I yeah. happened to be working the bar that uh-huh. night. Yeah, that was yeah, fun. Yeah, that was fun, man. Well, let's uh, let's do a gig soon, dude. I, wanna... I am in a band. Yeah, I would <laughs> I would love to do a gig soon. I would love to do a gig soon. Hey, maybe we can um, maybe we can put them on that Chain Reaction Records show. Oh, that'd be fun. I would be sh- we I think we have an extra spot, and Josh Finley hasn't updated the poster yet. What do you, you guys let me know? What are you guys doing on March? Um, Eighth during the day, it would be an all ages thing, and the pay would be terrible. But it so would be, it'd be a, a regular hawk attack show. Well, it would be a daytime thing over at Chain Reaction Records and like March eighth is generally when I do my cheese shopping. But I'm gonna wait till the ninth if you need us to do. It. All right, yeah. cool. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if we can add you guys to it because I'd love sure. to have you on it. Sure, man. man. Uh, thanks everybody for watching. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks to Matt Flaherty from Texas Toast Guitars. Make sure to look up Texas Toast Guitars on YouTube and just the internet in general. Gordo. Gordo, I'm glad to have you back. Ethan Klein, thanks for helping us dial in the new tech. And uh, Max, wherever you are, thanks for hanging out and helping us run the thing. We love you. Thanks so much for listening to episode 94 of the motherfucking podcast. I'm Aaron Howell. Gordo. And we'll catch you guys on the old flippity flop. Catch you next time. Bye-bye. You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. 